0: Me and Kyle have like similar problems. Like, I can't (laughs) remember names, and he just mispronounces names. Like, Johnny? Yeah, that's Jimmy. Well, Jimmy G.
1: (laughs) It blew my mind again, all over again. (laughs) Well, like, I, I have, have Steelers. Him winning the well, Wilson's another guy where if Seattle's stupid enough to let him go, I was raving on Russell Wilson in our last episode. Call it now. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> going to
0: Denver. They still got a... Uh... God, what <laughs> do I always... Dude, I'm the name. names. you need to be a top 10 quarterback? Absolutely not. I mean, look at my Bears in 2006.
1: When, when... He remembers the year. Was it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> I remember that loss like it was yesterday. And this is where he's wrong what you're wrong in and what i'm right in by the way everybody give me a hand for being right um is that
2: welcome to only football with kyle and rick This is.
0: yo what's up everybody it's rick from only football bringing you another great episode of only football brought to you by star six media we're going to start off by recapping the super wild card weekend uh games we just finished monday night football so get ready for this recap from kyle and i then we're going to go into our top five top five top five performances of the wild card weekend and then we're going to end it off with ranking the playoff teams so guys stay tuned
1: let's go it let's go. is wild card super wild card has it always been called super wild card or is that new i feel like i think that's it new i think that's new but it's always been super and it's my always point. been super and this week was no <laughs> exception we had games that we thought were going to be pretty close giants in minnesota stuff like that and then we yeah. had games that we predicted to be complete and under blowouts and they didn't happen the way we thought they were nope. there was only one that well, with Monday, there was two, but a lot of close games. So let's get into it. Let's, let's talk it. about your favorite team in the postseason <laughs> right now, Gino Smith and his <laughs> mighty pen. Did de- did Gino Smith finally, finally put the ink to the paper and write the damn people back it's not nice to have people waiting that long for a reply <laughs> Gino's left them on red for a very long time and i think in my opinion he wrote back
0: uh yeah Gino wrote back this game for <laughs> sure but <laughs> let's let's give it to him right let's give it to the Seahawks they were in it they were in it that first half of this game obviously They didn't win the game because the the 49ers turned it on in the second half. They ended up winning this game 41 to 23 against Seattle. But Geno Smith and the Seahawks kept it interesting in that first half. Um, Not great stats, I think, from Geno. I mean, 25 for 35 with 250 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. But kind of what he's been doing this entire regular season, surprising people. That was a pretty surprising stat line from Geno Smith in the playoffs. Um, but they were, they were in San Fran. It was against probably one of the best teams in the NFL right now, dude. It was, it was a tough one, but Gino Smith finally, finally wrote back this game against the 49ers.
1: Gino Smith, obviously the replacement for my beloved answer at franchise quarterback for the last <laughs> decade, right? Russell Wilson. I feel like Fresh. I am More connected to the Seahawks organizations than I could begin to explain starting in 2013 when Russell Wilson destroyed the Broncos. Somehow it all (laughs) kind of came back around. I was like, ooh, now now we're going to take Russell Wilson. We're going to beat other people. And Russell Wilson had a terrible year. And Geno looked like a top-10 quarterback. And he did for the most part of the year. And that's why, Rick, I'm going to say that Geno did not write back. He didn't write back. What? The Seahawks – He lost. He lost. Mm Okay. But I just don't think it's I don't know. I like I've said it a million times. I don't think the 49ers A are a good measuring stick. I don't think Mm -hmm. you can you can really measure yourself with a team that is a juggernaut. Like of course that they can withstand that stuff. They played really close in the first half. They did go into halftime with a one point lead on the road. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I just Gino didn't I don't think he threw an interception. I don't remember one. So um, there was nothing that happened in that game that you could say like, oh man, like you, you, there's nothing you can point to and say, Gino made a bad read. He made a bad throw. Mm-hmm. He fumbled the ball. He got, it was just a lot of San Francisco being amazing. And yeah. that was kind of my question. I, I don't really think that Gino wrote back, but at the same time, I do understand and realize that there's a ceiling there. And Mm -hmm. if if your ceiling is, hey, he can get us into the playoffs, but we're not going to like beat those, you know, top dogs that are in the playoffs, but we'll be there. Is that really a realistic goal? There are some people that are okay with that. They would rather have that. I can be in the playoffs, then go into a rebuild and have a two and 16 season. Like nobody mm-hmm. wants that. Sometimes mm-hmm. you, you just hang on to mediocrity. So you don't have to experience a full on rebuild. And I think Geno Smith, he gives you that, that, uh, that kind of comfort, but mm-hmm. I'm just going to, I'm going to take my hat off to Gino Smith because yeah. even though it didn't end the way he wanted to, he outperformed everybody's expectations. It was a joke when they said, is it going to be Drew Locke or Gino Smith? It was like, Oh my God, <laughs> is there a third option? Like, <laughs> why are those the only two options?
0: <laughs> why are those the only two options? It and, and we said it too in the preseason. We're like, really, this is what they've got to work with. And we saw what Gino did in the regular season. He made it to the playoffs. And I think you put it really well, right? Like he completely exceeded expectations. Another person who exceeded expectations, Brock Purdy. Brock, oh. For oh. Purdy, baby, Brock hard for Purdy. <laughs> got Kyle, 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 uh, crossing his legs over here. Cause he's that Brock <laughs> hard. Right now. Um, his stat lines were actually, was, was actually pretty good. This guy went, I wouldn't, uh, Davey.
1: what do you mean? Actually? Of course. I mean,
0: was. first, first time were. in a playoff game, uh, your sixth game in the NFL and it's a playoff game. There's got to be some, things, some jitters you work out, but, you know, 18 for 30, 332 yards and three touchdowns and a rushing touchdown, by the way, by Purdy. So and four rushing. total touchdowns from this guy and, and you know, the three, three thirty passing and he had 16 rushing on that touchdown. Very, very good stat line from Purdy. Christian McCaffrey caught a touchdown. Debo Samuel caught a touchdown. Elijah Mitchell caught a touchdown. This team is just built for the Super Bowl. This team is built for the Super Bowl. The 49ers are built for the Super Bowl right now and Kyle Shanahan, the fact that he is their coach makes it that much better. He's making it that much better right now and they 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 played a hell of a game. Again, rough in the first half, not rough, but they were it was starting to get like okay, why are the Seahawks keeping up with the 49ers? And then they just turned on the Jets in the second half to destroy them 41 to 23
1: without without taking too big of a deep dive into in the to the Seahawks, whether they deserved or not to be in the postseason, I will say the Seahawks were not the greatest team in the <clears throat> NFC, right? They were a seventh seed. They were actually the worst team in the NFC. So mm-hmm. I I do think you have to kind of manage expectations, and we talked about that on Monday night. Right, Dallas Mm -hmm. is gonna be all freaking brock hard because of that game, but you gotta remember the 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 Bucks were you know not the Bucks that we knew all year, and tonight was no exception. (laughs) The 49ers, however, played absolutely just lights out. Now that first half, I'll say Brock Brock Purdy looked like he was he you could see that there's a little pregame jitter, like there was a couple throws that you could see. But if that's what he looks like when he's you know under pressure, okay, sure, that is fine. Mm. You you want to go out there and you want to overthrow one and throw one throw one at someone's feet because you feel like the pressure is getting to you. All right, the fact that he went into halftime and Kyle Shanahan's message to him was like, "Hey," and I love this. Um, Kyle Shanahan said, "Brock Purdy doesn't act like a rookie, so we don't treat him like one." Yeah. So and and when you're having a coach like Kyle Shannon, he's going to hold you accountable. His message mm-hmm. to Brock Purdy was not, you know, just like no warm, fuzzy message. His message was their plays have been there. You need to make them. Yeah. And that is, I mean, he's right. There were plays to be made that were left out on the field in the first half. But it, he, did, he looked fine in the first half. He didn't look bad in the first half. It's just mm-hmm. – Their expectations are very high of themselves and they were losing by a point. That's really why there was pressure to be like, hey, there's some plays out there. If it was 14 to zero, I'm sure it would have just been like, let's just keep doing what we're doing. You're losing. Yeah. Like something's Mm got to, you know, switch. So what did he do? What did he do? Well, this is the kind of switch that he made. Okay. Mm -hmm. Purdy became only the seventh rookie quarterback since 1970 to win a postseason game since Russell Wilson. There's that circle of life again. He became the first (laughs) rookie quarterback in the Super Bowl era to throw three touchdown passes and have a rushing touchdown in a postseason game. So the fact that he threw three and ran one, he's the first rookie to ever do that. His 332 passing yards are the second most by a rookie in his first playoff game. And his game ranks third in 49ers postseason history for single uh, game passing. The Mm -hmm. other two spots Mm -hmm. are held by Joe Montana. He's got number one wow. at three fifty seven, and he's got number two at three forty seven, and then three thirty two. Brock Purdy. Insert Brock Purdy right there. Yep, right under Joe Montana. Yep. Yep. Um, impressive. Very impressive. Very imp- It just seems like the fact that every time he takes the field, there's some kind of history being made mm-hmm. should be like our like this is our final final stop to jump on the train like if the train is already it's been gone for a while and i understand the Mm -hmm. i understand the doubt i understand the kyle shanahan i understand but he has a lot of weapons i understand all that but so did all these other quarterbacks that played yeah and so did jimmy garoppolo and trey lance What is it about Purdy that makes him so good? It's very hard to put your finger on, but I just think he may be a lot smarter than we realize. I saw plays there where he went not first read, second read, third read, then goes back to his first read and throws it. I saw a play where he rolled all the way out to the left, avoided two sacks, ran all the way back, and then stopped. And right before he takes a hit, he throws a laser that Brandon Ayuk dropped in the corner of the end zone. If he would have caught that ball it would have been easily the greatest, you know, the greatest play of the postseason. It was insane, this throw in this play. And it's a shame that it was dropped because now it's really going to be out there. But, dude, I saw him playing way better than whatever it is the media is, you know, telling you. If you don't watch him play a whole game with your own eyes, you'll easily think he's just out there managing. That's not what he's yeah. doing, man. He's loose. He's running. He's free. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, He has a confidence about him that is really unprecedented for his lack of experience. And he trusts himself and his team trusts him. More importantly, his team. Listen to guys like George Kittle and, and uh, the offensive line and Brandon Ayuk. Listen to how they talk about Brock Purdy. He is truly a very, very humble person. It almost seems like he's so naive he doesn't even realize – you know mm-hmm. his greatness he's just kind of yeah. happy to be here just kind of bumbling around walking into the stadium looking like he works for a tech company like just like <laughs> and it's like hey man looking like you're you're breaking records you're breaking uh, records out
0: there you, i was going to say looking like a young kirk cousins over there <laughs> yeah just
1: exactly just very the
0: flannel on
1: yeah the 49ers are going to be are going to be really tough to beat and i i expected this game to be a blowout i said they would win by 21 i believe um on our podcast they're close and they won by uh 23 18. to 24 18. yeah I think there was some points there at the end but whatever I mean it mm-hmm. it wasn't very close uh <laughs> after the first half the the second half was it and I said that when we were live streaming I said look everything that could have possibly went right for the mm-hmm. Seahawks went right. They did everything. They had DK Metcalf very involved in the game. They had Kenneth Walker running the ball effectively, and they were holding the 49ers to field goals in the red zone. Those are your big three wickets that you needed going into candlestick. Hold them to field goals, get DK Metcalf, make him a factor, and let's run the ball. They did all those three things, and that's why they had a one-point lead. But to think that they were going to be able to do that for another half of football, I was like, look, this is the best case scenario. No way they repeat that. And it just shows.
0: This they did is it even better. T-
1: it they, they yeah, it just yeah. shows how crazy it's going to be to try to get a team to to have the first half the Seattle had but have it for a whole game. I don't mm-hmm. know if anyone can do that.
0: And this is a San Francisco team that has won their 11th in a row. <laughs> That's 11 in a row, 6 and 0 with Purdy. Like yeah. This is insane, right? Like, just another history, like a check, right? Yeah,
1: Purdy's never lost yet.
0: (laughs) He has not lost a game yet. It's just insane. And you, you know, you mentioned all these things. You mentioned the game, what they did. Their defense stepped it up completely. Three sacks, I think. A bunch of just, just, they were everywhere. They swarmed this Seattle team in the second half. Um, I will say on Saturday when I was in Seattle, spirits were not high after that that game. I'll say that much. A lot of people walking around a little drunk, but uh Seattle, I mean
1: Really? You know, the 12, Oh yeah. Gotcha. I thought you meant the team. Okay. No, 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 no. no. That would be that'd be
0: awesome <laughs> if they had just made it back in Seattle and they're walking around drunk. That'd be dope. Oh yeah, dude. That's sad. I mean it's sad. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, but but I, I think Seattle understood that they got here and it wasn't necessarily like a thing where they were supposed to be here. They were not supposed to be here. They got here. They went up against probably the first or second best team in the NFC and they put up a fight in the first half. And then, you know what? Realize, Hey, Jano Smith, as much as he, as much good as he did there in the regular season, he's probably not that guy for the playoffs and that's fine. He just, he got him here. He gave him a way better season than, than anybody expected. So good for them. But at the end, Brock Purdy, the 49ers, the defense, Kyle Shanahan—they just they put a wampin on them, man.
1: Yeah, and and you said six in a row, and I just want to remind you it, the seven in a row because nobody counts the Dolphins game. It's like I don't know why uh, Jimmy G played three plays and then in the first quarter.
0: Oh, but as a starter, he wasn't yeah. a
1: starter. That's why. Well he he started that whole game besides three plays. Yeah, and it was 0 was, to 0 when he, he came wasn't in. He was the starter I, though. He the I starter, hate though. that. I hate that.
0: <laughs> we'll do we'll do 6 with an asterisk. Like the whole that? game. We'll do <laughs> like six 0 to 0 with a little asterisk.
1: <laughs> okay, 6 with an asterisk. But you and I know what that means. <laughs> but yeah, we I'm excited for for some future episodes to talk about um how you feel about them moving forward, but for sure. Our next game. <clears throat> wow. Let's just start with that. <laughs> yeah. We had the Los Angeles Chargers taking a little trip down to Duval. Duval. Pretty familiar with the area. Pretty familiar with the fans. Pretty familiar mm-hmm. with the expectations when they drafted Trevor Lawrence. And I would say his first half was about as bad as you could have ever painted that picture his first pass attempt was an interception the first play was a run the second play was an interception it got batted (laughs) down by two people two people tipped it and it got intercepted and it just seemed like everything that could go wrong did go wrong and eventually it was 27 to 0 and i dude you find out what a person's made (laughs) of and i know that it's never impressive to go down 27 to 0 like it's very hard to be impressed with that but it yeah. is also very impressive to see somebody that is literally on a national stage in their first playoff game ever and mm-hmm. the expectations f- for Trevor Lawrence, right? When when Brock Purdy goes out there and balls, it's like he's playing with house money. When Trevor Lawrence takes the field, it's like he's supposed to be like Peyton Manning. So yeah. it's not the same pressure. So mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence goes out there and has a four interception first half. And the his ability to just keep his head up above his shoulders and just go Mm -hmm. out there and put together a comeback. And I what Doug Peterson (laughs) had the identity that team they have an identity. They they play for each other. They mm-hmm. they love each other dearly. Like Doug Peterson is like a father figure in the locker room, and it's just it's so night and day from what they had last year with Stinky Finger. Like way way different. <laughs> and and uh, I I really I really thought just the fact that Trevor Lawrence was able to to get that his team back into this game was one of the most impressive things I've seen in a long long time. And last thing I'll say. When Mm -hmm. this game ended uh, and we turned the live stream off, dude, I was upstairs and my heart was beating so fast. Like I had so much adrenaline. I couldn't sleep. Mm -hmm. I was so excited and happy. I felt like, like how it feels when your team wins, but just because of how amazing the story is. And I also had friends in the crowd and stuff, but I had so much just sheer adrenaline running through my body after that game. It was one of the most fun games I've probably ever seen in my life. And, um, I'm sure at one point you looked at the score and you were like, damn. Yep. <laughs> right. And then you probably did it again later. When
0: yep. 27-0. 27-7 going into the going into the third quarter. And somehow the Chargers lose. How is that fathomable? The Chargers scored 27 first half points and three second half points. And and a. It, four interceptions you can't win when you score 27 points in the first half and you get four interceptions off this quarterback that's just like going to the second half that's either like you've got you were just up your own ass too much or the coaching was bad in this case staley fucked it up man staley fucked it up for the chargers what i will say though is that defense seemed like it quit it just it just they 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 did great things in that first half, the Chargers defense. And then the second half were just like, they looked bad. I don't know what it was. I don't know how you go get, have such a great first half and then look terrible in the second half against the quarterback who just threw four interceptions. You can't do that. That's not good football to play. That's not playoff football. Justin Herbert did okay. Right? Like he, he didn't, he, he didn't do anything outstanding 25 completions, 270, 273 yards and a touchdown. Like nothing, you know, amazing. Austin Ackler was basically the guy for for the Chargers in this game. Two touchdowns scored. But man, dude, I, I just I don't know what to say for this for this Chargers team. But they what have we been saying all year? And what have we known for our entire football lives? The Chargers, they charger sometimes, just like the Cowboys. They cowboy. The Chargers charged this game away in the second half. They had the win. They just took their they took their foot off the gas, left the car, and kept the keys running. Like that, they yeah. kept the keys in there, and that's all. That's what it was. They just fucking put it on autopilot, took f- fell asleep, and all of a sudden they're crashing into the the median on the highway. That's exactly what happened. And I have a hard time thinking Staley is back as a head coach next year.
1: Yeah, expected some news to come out today. I it did nothing happened, but mm-hmm. I know after the the Rams game on Christmas, uh, Hackett was fired. You know, on the Monday at ten a.m. Mm-hmm. And today, I was like, oh, it's almost ten a.m. And you know, <laughs> I no news. So we'll see what happens yeah. with that. Uh, but <clears throat> I would say I didn't feel exactly like the Chargers defense didn't. You know play well it's hard to explain but Mm. when you're watching the game it kind of it almost felt like Jacksonville in the first half just kept shooting themselves in the foot and then it seemed like Jacksonville in the second half stopped doing that and we had a ball game and Mm. I really think there was it's important to note it was 27 to 0 but there was a 47 yard drive to end the half Mm. and and that was Trevor Lawrence getting on the board so at half it was 27 to 7 in the in the Jaguars were going to receive the ball to to start the or no they kicked it off to the Chargers but then they got the ball right back from the Chargers because they only they went on a seven play drive and then they punted it and then the Jags scored mm-hmm. so it seems like it was twenty seven to zero but just off that touchdown at the end of the half and then the beginning of the third quarter holding them and then getting a touchdown <laughs> really it was fourteen to to twenty seven with an entire half left yeah. so it, it 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 was one of those where um on the score you're like how do you let that happen but it's like people can make up 14 21 points like that can happen especially mm-hmm. when you're when you're going into halftime and especially if you receive because you can go two for one if you receive yeah. on the other side of the half but i think jacksonville used <clears throat> that last drive that was the that is what changed everything they got that touchdown at the end of the half and it felt like they had turned it on finally. Like that drive yeah. was like, hey, okay, we remember. We can do this. Okay, we can play football. every." And also, I have this very simple philosophy when – I'm not a coach, but if I were, I would tell teams that are down 20 points at halftime, I'd be like, hey, you know what? They could score 20 points on you in one half, That so you know it's possible for you to go do it to them. And I always, I feel like that always has to be your attitude. And Jacksonville went out there <clears throat> and their defense played really good. Justin Herbert didn't look like he did anything necessarily to just, oh, you're, you're, you know, you're throwing the game, you're Herberting it or something. He was yeah. just, there's a couple fourth and ones and fourth and twos that Staley punted on the 50 mm-hmm. yard line. Yeah. And I'm like, look, it doesn't really make sense to me because. If you continue some of these drives, the Jags don't have a shot in this game. And Mm -hmm. here it is, Jacksonville getting some momentum. They get two touchdowns. Now you're driving. You're at the 50-yard line. It's fourth and two, and you're going to punt it back to Trevor Lawrence. It was, like, doomed from the beginning. You Mm -hmm. knew. You just knew if they punt that ball, Jacksonville is going to go score a touchdown. So why not, as a coach, go for it and keep him on the sideline? You go for it all season long on your own 20. I know when you actually need to do it, you know exactly what it felt like to me, Rick, it felt exactly like he knew that if he loses the game and he Mm -hmm. went for it on fourth down a couple times, they were going to get rid of him. It seemed like he was playing for his job and not playing the actual game. And when you do that, you get sidetracked and Jacksonville, they were never playing for jobs. They were always playing the game. I think Staley is the person to blame for the loss. I think he got too caught up in protecting his job moving forward and it cost the chargers of the win.
0: Yeah. And look, the decision of him punting you're, you're going to look at that and yes, absolutely. You're like, what the hell are you doing, dude? Yeah, Yeah. You're like, what the hell are you doing now? I can understand that maybe like the first few two ish, three drives in the third quarter. But when you get out of that third quarter and you've been outscored 14 to three, Okay, let time to switch it up. It is time to switch it up as, as, as Staley. I'm not going to punt it anymore to this guy because yes, he threw four interceptions, but he's turned around and has now thrown three touchdowns. What am I doing wrong? Let me let me let me switch the focus instead of punting it on the 50 yard line. Let's start going for it with my franchise quarterback Justin Herbert, my all star. Running back Austin Eckler, my wide receivers, like you got to, you got to take these, these things that you have, these weapons that you have, and just turn it on against the the Jaguars. Because credit to credit to Lawrence, man, he said, "Yep, I threw four interceptions. Now I'm going to go back in the second half and throw touchdowns." It's exactly what he did. So, I. Again, I don't know if he's gonna have a job by the time you know the season starts up. It's gonna be a tough go for anybody. As far as Chargers fans too, I think they're even frustrated with him. Um, but I, I feel like I did not give enough credit to Trevor Lawrence, Etienne, Doug Peterson, Zay Jones, Marvin Jones, all all his wide receivers, Engram, Like all these guys played really well, and they were playing down twenty seven to seven. And yeah. the defense held it, you know, the defense held the charges to three points. So a Total, lot, tons of credit to the Jaguars.
1: Totally agree with everything you said, especially the, the defensive line holding <laughs> Eckler to 2.7 yards per carry on 13 attempts. That is mm-hmm. that is a solid job by the D-line. Only 13 carries, though. That's uh mm-hmm. that's interesting when you got a 27-point lead. Our next so, game. <clears throat> The Miami Dolphins going into Buffalo Bills. I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, there were a couple uh, predetermined blowout games. We were Mm -hmm. still going to always, you know, stream them, playoff football. But Dolphins with no Tua, with no Teddy Bridgewater going into Buffalo. Emotional plays, playing with a lot of emotion. Josh Allen, number one team in the AFC. Mm Mm-hmm. Whoa, well, that's not how I went at all. I mean, that was like <laughs> – this was a very, very tough, tough game to watch. And it was just because you knew that – you know that the Bills are, are capable of doing so much better. Yeah. And you just – there was so much that they were able to do. A couple, like there was a couple times that they wanted to score before the end half. So they called three plays, and just like that, they have seventy yards. One play mm-hmm. to digs one to Gabriel Davis. Like their ability to just you blink and they're on the other side of the field. That mm-hmm. was there, but then there was a lot of this other stuff. A lot of just Josh Allen throwing it downfield into double coverage and it gets picked. Yep. It's just like forcing the ball because you the game was getting close and it was uncomfortable probably mm-hmm. at home. Like, hey, we can lose in the playoffs, but we, we can't lose to the, the Miami Dolphins playing with Skylar Thompson. That is absolutely yep. not possible. And I think it started uh, changing the way that they were playing. And I just I, – I are the Bills – is this any kind of representation of what we should expect from the Bills or is this a total fluke? And uh, you got to give credit. I will give a lot of credit to Mike McDaniel. He Mm -hmm. tried to make the quarterback position very simple for a Skylar Thompson with very little experience. He had his team ready to play. I'm sure he said something like they didn't give us a chance. You know, the the underdog speech and Mike McDaniel is a a realist. You know, Mm -hmm. he might have sat down with his guys and didn't do a hoorah speech. He might have been like, yeah, yeah, we have no business winning this game. They are much more talented roster today but wouldn't it be cool if we win wouldn't that be, cool? wouldn't that be, like <laughs> wouldn't it be dope <laughs> would that be something like he, you could yeah. hear him doing and uh his team went out there and played and we got our we got a real playoff game with a mm-hmm. third string quarterback against mm-hmm. a team that could have been the the number one seed like what do you make of the the reasons why we got a good playoff game is it more about the bills sucking or is it the dolphins coming up, you know, coming Mm -hmm. up or giving them their best shot. What do you think? Is it the Dolphins or the Bills?
0: I, the Dolphins definitely stepped it up, but I will say Mike McDaniels for all the credit that we do give him. um, He had a really hard time getting plays out to Skylar Thompson and making him look just a little bit bad, just a little bit bad. Calling timeouts, a lot of delay of games towards the end as well. So you know, as much as as much as uh I want to give credit to the Dolphins, this game was just man, it was like both teams were trying to lose it almost. It's like both teams are just fucking up. It really was. You you had Josh Allen, like I was saying, tossing the or like how you were saying, tossing those interceptions, throwing into double coverage, getting incompletions, all sorts of stuff, man. And this is Josh Allen from that four or five game skid that I was talking about, right? Why, do, why does he have multiple games with multiple interceptions? This isn't the Josh Allen that we need to see right now. We need to see early season and late season Josh Allen. But somehow he's two, two interceptions, three touchdowns. This isn't something that you, you can keep and maintain throughout a playoff. You know, you're trying to get to the Super Bowl throughout the playoffs. You can't maintain a team. You can't get a win with that. So... I really don't know who to give credit to. I want to give credit to Mike McDaniels for what you said, making Skylar Thompson look pretty decent at quarterback. Now, nothing crazy from, from Skylar Thompson, right? But 220 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, sure, two interceptions. But this is a guy who just started, what, his second game of the year ever, right? Yeah. Not bad, man. And, and you know, with, with the weapons around him, Tyreek, Waddle, Gusecki, all these guys, like he was able to make it work. He was able to make it a competitive a competitive game but again skyler thompson brand new guy the defense on the dolphins not that good although they did they did intercept josh allen twice but now on the other side with josh allen three touchdowns awesome he got he got a ton of passes off to gabe davis and stefan Diggs, which we'll talk about later um <clears throat> And he was able to get them scores, too, not not, not digs, but he was able to get it to Knox, get get it to Beasley, by the way. <laughs> Holy shit, Cole Beasley has entered the chat, right? Yeah. Uh, he was able to get a lot of things done offensively, but, man, it was like, why, is, why wasn't this a 41-23 game like the Niners and the Seahawks? Because that's what we all expected. And you said it at the beginning of the segment, games we expected to be blowouts turned out to be a lot closer, right? I mean, this game ended 34-31 Bills when it probably should have been 34 17 34 20 bills something like that but i i there's a lot of credit to be given to to coaches to players to but it's just like it felt like this game was just like uh uh a just kind of uh, a very wild card game i guess that's how i'll describe it a very <laughs> wild card game because you didn't really know who was going to win but bills came out on top luckily but they cannot They cannot play like this again at any point in the playoffs, especially going up against the Bengals next week.
1: Yeah. And the the numbers were there. I mean, Stefan Diggs, 114 yards on seven receptions, Gabriel Davis, 113 yards, only one less yard on six receptions. So like, it's just, it just shows you that Buffalo, even when they're playing just not great football that (laughs) Mm -hmm. they're still capable of, of, doing you know good numbers and putting up 34 points like it's not like they just completely shit the bed it just it just seemed like we know (laughs) that you're capable of so much more right Mm -hmm. and that's a good thing i feel like that's one of those good compliments you can get from somebody is like hey i i know that you're capable of more so come on let's let's be the bills so Mm -hmm. like you said next week they're gonna have to definitely play like that if they want to take on joe burrow in the Bengals because yeah. those guys are going to be ready and our next game is probably you said it's the wild card weekend that was a wild card game this is kind of a wild card performance mm-hmm. especially you i know you think it was right <laughs> because we went very in depth yeah just yeah. a couple days before about a particular person that you particularly don't want in a uniform for the Giants next week. And he said, what are you talking about? I'm the franchise quarterback. <laughs> Giants beat the Vikings in Minneapolis. Yeah. Uh, dude. Daniel Jones has a just lights out performance he's got mm-hmm. an insanely high qbr he rushes for over 70 yards averaging yep. 4.6 a carry he makes good reads he throws in the right spots they were good balls the giants were running with saquon barkley the defense was playing tough Thibodeau was a factor it looks like as far as uh dabble it looks like their nuts got even bigger when they went on this <laughs> trip because Dabbled seems like he's one of those guys that knows how to get the most out of what he has. You look at the Giants yeah. team, and you're not like, "Dude, those are that is the Eagles or the Bill." That's not what you think. But Dabbled mm-hmm. is just one of those guys that's like, "Hey, you give me, you give me." some some men, and I'll give you a football team, like a real football team. I don't need all the fancy stuff to put it together. I can put it together with wide receivers that you've never even heard of. We can go out there, take the field, and get it done. I think Dabble has cemented himself pretty much as one of the best new coaches in our league with a win like that. So what's your big takeaways from this game?
0: First big takeaway is, and I see Bill here in the chat, Daniel Jones looked legit, man. Daniel Jones looked legit. Uh, like you said, great game. Rushing, passing. He made Saquon's stats look like shit, but the only thing that saved Saquon was the two rushing touchdowns he had, right? He was getting the ball to no-name wide receivers. The guy who was on the waiver wire, right, like not too long ago. Um, so Daniel Jones looked good, man. He looked really good. And, and my second takeaway is the, the Vikings? Frogs. This entire season frauds at home, same weapons, fraudulent defense. Now I will give a lot of credit to uh, 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 cousins trying to make this a game, right? Because I mean, two touchdowns, 273 yards, like he was trying, he was doing his best, no interceptions. But what have I been saying this entire season that Vikings defense is sus? And they showed it today in a game they needed to win. That Dana Jones and the Giants can absolutely destroy them, and th- it, we've seen them get absolutely de- absolutely destroyed by teams. But this is just another this is just another example of why that Vikings defense needs to be priority number one into going into the offseason for the
1: Vikings. Absolutely, and uh, you said Kirk Cousins. You're like, would you want to keep him and stuff like that? Like you look at the stat line, mm-hmm. and you mentioned it. 273, two touchdowns, 31 for 39. That's that's a lot of completions, but that's efficient. But this is also a person that with the with the entire season on the line hits his check down. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, brother, you gotta at least get the ball to the line to get. Like you can't you can't yep. throw a check down in that situation. Like the where's Justin Jefferson? I get it. You got him double covered. Thielen, like where's Delvin Cook? if you're going to throw a check down to somebody not hawkinson i know we had a really good game but delvin yeah. cooks your playmaker you get maybe you get him in space okay we got a chance but hawkinson caught the ball and he was immediately you know tackled and it was just kind of like that's how the season ends that's mm-hmm. your big play on fourth and eight with everything at yep. stake that that just felt like you the 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 head coach sold everybody a little short for for that play i was just kind of like that's how this is going to end that is <laughs> a really <laughs> wild play call. And we've talked about the check downs yep, about on yep. fourth and 15 or third and 15. It's like, are you guys even trying to get the first down? Or are you just ready to punt? It's, I just can't believe that we would have had to have that conversation with the whole season on the line that you throw it to. Yeah.
0: That, that was
1: Go ahead.
0: Uh, I was just going to say that was a bad check down, man. Like you said, like he played well, But again, TJ Hawkinson had a really good game, 10 catches for like 100 plus yards. You better have, if you're going to check it down, three yards down from the scrimmage line to TJ Hawkinson, you better hope he has at least seven yards of separation between him and that guy. Right. Yeah, At least least give him the shot to make a move because that was just not it. And like you said, Justin Jefferson's double coverage, double covered. Anybody else? The
1: entire day. The entire day,
0: the entire day. Yeah. It's like, you got to give it to that guy. Anyway, he makes stupid catches. He makes these bad throws look amazing when he catches them. Right. Like it's just, it, I don't know, man. I, I, there was, there was a bad, bad way. Like you said to end the season and real quick before we move on, I just want to acknowledge everyone in the chat here. We got Steve, we got Tyler, Bill, KC. Bill said frauds <laughs> about the Vikings. <laughs> true it's it's very true so um i don't know man i i the bills you got to give credit I, not the Bills, sorry the giants you got to give credit to the giants though daniel jones really showed up in this game saquon barkley with those two touchdowns the defense for the giants which has been meh not great not bad kind of in the middle
1: the Giants they stepped defense. it up yeah yeah they uh they haven't been that great of a defense especially yeah. i think they're passing defense they definitely stepped it up in minnesota just it's felt like the entire game it felt like the giants were a better football team like on every phase of the game the giants just played mistake free football it's like hey we know who we are we know what our limits are and what we're capable of doing and we're just gonna do the simple things right and we're gonna do them better than you and we're not yeah. gonna make mistakes, we're not gonna shoot ourselves in the foot, and we're gonna also find a way to do all that and still play a free version of football. Like they weren't like robots, they were mm-hmm. moving around and Daniel Jones out of the pocket making it up. It was just yep. you gotta like I, I said this in the YouTube short. It was like, of course, Philadelphia is gonna be obviously the the team favored, but the Giants. They have a franchise quarterback and you always have a chance when you have a franchise quarterback. Those are words that I couldn't say with full confidence last week that I will mm. say in the division round. So, I mean, and, at and that point. Quick,
0: yeah. I was going to say real quick, like you said, Dable table gave them that inspiration. I fully believe that. Like you said, he told them we're out here to play playoff game. So, Fucking let's go, right? Like, I feel like that's the kind of Coach Dable is. You see him on the sidelines. You see how emotional he gets after wins. That's the kind of guy he looks to me like he is, right? And I think you
1: would agree. Yeah, no, totally. And <clears throat> just like how the Bears, even though they got the first overall pick, yeah. Justin Fields being a franchise quarterback felt like a win. Mm-hmm. This game to me just had vibes that was like, no matter what happens from here on out, what Dabble has done with uh, with um Jones Daniel Jones, thank you. <laughs> what he's done with Daniel Jones is mm-hmm. a greater accomplishment than anything that's happened on the field for the Giants this year. Yeah. He is just that is like a, put that on your resume, seriously. Like put Honestly, that, yeah. Turned Daniel Jones into a franchise quarterback. <laughs> How long did it take? 17 weeks, all right. Because in the beginning of the season, it was all about hey don't throw interceptions because that was his thing he threw a lot of picks so when when yeah. uh, dable first got there it was all about don't throw picks don't throw picks and then you saw a little shift 5 weeks ago where it seemed like they were like hey like he's ready he stopped during the picks mm-hmm. let's let him loose let's let him loose and see what we got here and they let and, him loose
0: <clears throat> and 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 if you know we're going to talk about the 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 next week uh next week in matchups on our wednesday episode but just real quick Depending on how he plays next week, it's almost like you got to give him a chance to to be that starter next year. You know, oh, it's like, yeah, you know, you know what I mean? Like you you said it last week and I didn't really believe it. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if Daniel Jones is the guy. Obviously, Bill was in here, too. Uh, I was like, I don't know if he's the guy, but the performance he put on and depending on how he does next week, like how he faces a really top tier team. Going forward is really going to be that I, I feel like that deciding factor for next year. Although I think he has a very, very good chance at starting game one next week or next year, um, either way, until yeah. they until they either decide they want to move on from him or decide that they want to keep him.
1: Yeah, definitely. And the last thing I'll say we'll move on. You look at the mm-hmm. quarterbacks that won Trevor Lawrence and then Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. And then you got Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts in the bye. Mm-hmm. There's only a small group of quarterbacks that are still playing football. So no matter what, it seems like that counts for something. Your name yeah. is in a small group of of players. Lamar Jackson's not in this category. Justin Fields, there's a lot of really good quarterbacks, but you're one of the few standing and you are the most important player on mm-hmm. the field. So You know, it's he has to have some kind of value to still be playing next week, even though he he didn't seem like the most talented. It's like, well, as long as he can win, nothing else really matters. And I mentioned Lamar Jackson. Well, Lamar Jackson decided not to play in this Mm -hmm. game. Could have been the injury. It could have been that he literally uh, couldn't go out. He wasn't at full speed. But there Mm -hmm. was also talks about the contract. And if he was just kind of doing the the whole bowl game thing, don't want to get hurt for the combine. Like was he protecting himself for his value? Tyler Huntley would take the start while that controversy was stirring. Then the Bengals being at home, they were going to play a tough team. We live streamed the game together. Mm -hmm. It was always going to be a, it was always going to be a difficult game. The one of the the top three defense and points allowed, it was going to be (laughs) low scoring. And Tyler Huntley made a couple good plays and the Ravens set up perfectly to win the game, but the touchdown that they were supposed to score to go ahead, their go ahead win actually ended up getting batted out of his hands. And it ended up being a go ahead touchdown for the Bengals. One of the Mm -hmm. biggest turning points of any game in this wild card weekend. What did you think about this game? And do you have any, like, is your your where you have the Bengals on your your power ranking? Does that drop at all? or Are you just impressed with the Ravens? Um,
0: I will say I'll give a little sneak preview to our our rankings. It does drop the Bengals a little bit. Um, Tyler Huntley went out there and played really really well. Sure, he fumbled the ball at the goal line when he probably was not supposed to even try to 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 try to stretch it out there. Right. But he threw for two touchdowns. He did have the interception and he had the game ceiling uh, fumble, but man, he went out there and he is another example of good coaching, like with Skylar Thompson and, and and Mike McDaniels, right? He is a product of good coaching with John Harbaugh there. He did really well. It almost seemed like, uh, you know, you said, you, you said Mike McDaniels made this a very simple offense for, uh, Skyler Thompson felt like John Harbaugh did the same thing for, for Tyler Huntley. And he was able to perform very, very well. This, this was, this was a close game up until that, that, that fumble, right? It's, I mean, it's 24, 17. If it wasn't for that fumble, it would probably be going in overtime. Maybe the Ravens got in the lead. Maybe Joe Burrow has to turn it on. Maybe and then it goes in overtime, whatever. This was a very good game by him. Um, Gus Edwards, JK Dobbins, uh, they played really well as well, rushing the ball. Mark Andrews had seventy three yards. DeMarcus Robinson and J.K. Dobbins both had a uh, receiving touchdown. This game was was a uh, it was a good one. And and if you didn't see the short that Kyle posted of us reacting to that ninety nine yard touchdown by uh, I forget who the who the Ravens guy was that scored it. Uh, the Michigan it was, bully. Uh, yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it was uh, Hubbard. That's who it was. Robert. It was exciting. It was an exciting game, and, and we really thought we were going to see the Bengals possibly lose or possibly go in overtime for a possible loss, um, but it was an exciting game, and like I said before, you know, the Bengals knocks them down a little bit on my on my uh, uh, power rankings as far as um, playoff teams because, honestly, Joe Burrow didn't have a great game. 209 yards and a touchdown. He didn't have really a great game, and and, and I feel like his defense kind of bailed him out there. It, 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 I don't know what it, what it was. and, And it's Tyler Huntley. It's a third string quarterback, someone it's not Lamar Jackson. It's a guy who relies on Mark Andrews to get his, a lot of his passing or even his running backs, right? Like he, a lot of his passes were to JK Dobbins were to Mark Andrews, a lot of this, but Joe Burrow, man, he couldn't take advantage of a, of a team with a third string quarterback and was only able to score 17 points, something that they've been doing basically there the entire season without Lamar Jackson. Um, even the running game, Joe Mixon, only 39 yards and 11 carries. Uh, Perrine, two carries, three yards. Um, but the best player other than Burrow on this Bengals team was Jamar Chase. He had nine receptions for 84 yards and a touchdown. There really wasn't too much to say about the Bengals offense because it was pretty like – it was very average um but it was the defense really that came out on top and 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 saved their ass
1: yeah i think i think you got to give the bangles a little more credit because no. the 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 <laughs> ravens are the ravens are a good defense like they they have yeah. a good squad they keeps they keep uh <clears throat> man they scored 24 points and they they normally don't give up that i know that was a defensive touchdown but 17s about where they normally score, but even yeah. last year, right? This Bengals team was good enough to make it to the Super Bowl last year. And they 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 beat the the Las Vegas Raiders 26 to 19. Then they mm-hmm. beat Tennessee in the division round 19 to 16. Not even 20 points scored in that divisional round, right? Yeah. Mike Vrabel, yeah. a hard nosed defensive football game. And then the Chiefs, they went in overtime with 27-24. So like to me, I I understand that like we're so accustomed to seeing like 34, like the best offenses, 34, 37. Yeah. But sometimes you just need a guy that can just get – every game's different. I do think the nature of this Baltimore game, it was going to be a low-scoring game and Joe mm-hmm. Burrow needed to make sure that he didn't make any mistakes and that he mm-hmm. took care of the football. And I mm-hmm. still saw him make great throws under pressure, knowing where his reads were, like everything that happened in this game just seemed like a continuation of the playoff games that they won last year. It's not, it doesn't jump off the screen like the 49ers Seahawks game, but when the game's said and done, the Bengals will be the team to move on to the next round. <laughs> and it seems like no matter who they play, they mm-hmm. game plan differently and they find a way to get just enough done every week. And that's all that really matters is that you get enough done to beat the chiefs in arrowhead, you know, yeah. and next week, all that's going to matter is that they can get enough done to beat the bangles uh, in, in Buffalo. But to, yeah. to, to think like, uh, you know, Cincinnati is like, you know, knock them down, you know, a bunch of, I, it's the playoffs. John Harborough is in a fantastic coach. He's a great coach. They're running back. playoffs They average five yards of carry the Dobbins averaged five yards a carry. The other guy averaged like I think over three. They were running the ball really good. I mm-hmm, mean mm-hmm. it's playoff football. So yeah. maybe maybe you're right. And I just I, I'm a little slow, but I think I think the Bengals may still be the team that we think they are. And yeah, I, I respect your point, but I, I'm just gonna propose that. The Bengals yeah. are the same team that we thought they were going into the game. And it's and, funny, though, how you can get a win and still knock someone down.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, Casey here agrees with you. You rarely see an individual player play great every game. Burrow has the leadership qualities to succeed. A W in the playoffs is a W. And, yeah, they move on. They move on with a W, whether it was a defensive touchdown, whether it was a field goal, whether it was Burrow running in for another touchdown. The one thing I don't like seeing, right, is we talked about Purdy, how well he performed in his first playoff game. Joe Burrow has been here Um, and I'm not going to be one of those guys that says act like you've been here before. Right. Like, but to, 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 to a certain extent you got to, right. They won. Absolutely. But man, like you had to like, and again, no, no, not discrediting the defense for the Ravens, but it's a quarterback. It's a quarterback driven game. The, The quarterback has to, has to lead these, this team. During times like this where it's like, we are not getting it done, guys. We're 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 tied right now with the Ravens, and they are at the one-yard line. Luckily for the defense, they scored. We've got to put on another touchdown. We've got to get in field goal range to make this a two-score game. He has great leadership qualities. Don't get me wrong. He's a winner. He went to the Super Bowl last year in his second season as an NFL quarterback. I'm not saying he's a bust by any means or that he, he you know, cracks under pressure, but against a, a Ravens team with a third string quarterback and a very good defense. Don't get me wrong. You still got to be able to kind of like make these plays to where you are advancing with a little bit more confidence from not only yourselves, but from like people in the media, the, the, your fans, the other teams, you want to go into the next matchup thinking these guys are scared of us because of what we did against this team.
1: Yeah, and the if you actually look, one this is the last thing, and we'll move on. But mm. Joe Burrow has only thrown over three hundred yards one time in all of his postseason games, including mm. the Super Bowl. So I do think that a lot of teams go into a Bengals game and they're like, hey. Just like the Justin Jefferson thing, they're like, our game plan is going to be we can lose, but we can't get beat by this guy and this guy. And a lot mm-hmm. of that is focused on that. So they're like, okay, then we're gonna run the ball because you're gonna, you know, play play soft defense so we don't throw it. And then they run the ball and it's lower scoring. And they but I I do want to say, it sounds like you're saying like you have got to get Jamar Chase involved. Like you, you got to find a way to get him more involved in the game, but he was targeted 12 times and yeah. he had 9 receptions. So I do think like I do think that he had Jamar Chase involved into the game and I just think maybe you for comfort you would like to see a, a little bit more points but I think the the Ravens defense that he just played mm-hmm. the the Raven the the Bills had a good defense going into the league but it's gotten softer as the years gone on. And I I think that this is the least amount of points the Bengals will score for for the entirety of the playoffs. And I hope so. This might be the best defense that they play in the playoffs.
0: It might be, yeah. Unless I mean, the the Bills have a pretty damn good defense, but probably not up to the Ravens' standard. You're right, but yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they score way more than seventeen points. I'll I mean, put the it this game. way:
1: if if they need to. If they need to, they will. And I have no doubt that if the Bengals weren't playing with a seven point lead and they were playing behind seven, mm-hmm. then they would have scored more points. Like I just think each yeah. each game has its own narrative and they didn't need to, to run the score up. They were they were playing with their lead and they were comfortable, but we'll see. We will and, see. And,
0: and real quick, like you said. Only one time has he gone over 300 yards in the playoffs. That just might be the recipe for success for them. They might just not need Joe Burrow to go over 300, but they're winning games. So,
1: yeah, that might be it. You
0: know, good for them though.
1: Take me to the Super Bowl. I don't care if you have 100 yards. Yeah, exactly. Right. (laughs) But but it would be different if he had 100 yards. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, my point is like, he didn't throw for 79 yards. Like, let's not Mm -hmm. be like, dude, what happened to Joe Burrow? Like, 200 yards. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. not like the worst thing ever. It's just, yeah. jumping off the screen so the 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 next game kind of does jump off the screen even if all you're doing is looking at the score the (laughs) dallas cowboys were three point favorites to beat tampa bay Cowboys kind of not looking that great. They get beat really bad by the commanders. And then they barely beat the Texans. And then the week before that, the Jaguars beat them. And you go into the playoffs feeling like how you feel about the Cowboys all the time. And you're even kicking yourself for perhaps putting them in your top five, top five, top five. I know I (laughs) was. And then the Buccaneers. He's real Buc- personal <laughs> very personal and then the, but something everyone can relate to you know at one point we we're like damn when they won when they scored 52 yes. points against the Colts we we're like mm, there's a lot of power in this team so oh yeah and then the Bucks, you know they they're just lackluster all season long but then the one game that is a win and get in against the Panthers they let Tom Brady just get loose and Mike Evans has three touchdowns so you get this matchup where the Cowboys, are kind of, you're down on them and you're up on that. there's optimism with the Bucks, Tom Brady playoffs, you get emotional and you pick yeah. the Bucks, Dude, none of that mattered today. The Cowboys came out and they just took care of business. They, mm-hmm. the, the first four drives were punt, 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 <laughs> punt. They gave each <clears> other <throat> the ball back and then, the Cowboys finally drove down and got a touchdown. And then the mm-hmm. Bucks got the ball. They drive all the way down. They're on like the three-yard line about to answer. They missed their extra points, so a touchdown would give them a lead. Tom Brady, a stat appears onto the screen, and it says Tom Brady hasn't thrown a red zone interception since he was a Patriot. The next play, he throws an <laughs> interception on the red zone. The bad Insane. luck, they, they, they paid him to do it, man. I'm positive because every time <laughs> – They do that. They'll be like, he hasn't missed an extra point in 700 snaps, and then the next extra (laughs) point goes through, and you're like, dude, how does that happen all the time? Well, it happened again, and it felt like a moment that changed everything. You get a touchdown there. You take a one-point lead. You kind of have this back-and-forth feeling, but instead the Cowboys get the ball, and they go down and score and never look back. Does this – we talked about it a little bit. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: How do you measure the Cowboys against – a Buccaneers team that just looked really, really bad. I mean, what do you what, what's your message to them at halftime? Like you don't want to be like, hey man, like don't get too high. This is the Bucs. They played bad. But you also don't want to be like, you know, a negative Nancy that's like not, you know, don't celebrate your playoff win. Like you gotta celebrate yeah. your playoff win. But at the same time, the the goal was not to beat the Bucs. Like we're not we're not here to beat a seven and nine team that squeaked into mm-hmm. the playoffs. We're here to battle philly eventually or the 49ers and after this performance do you think they can
0: the if i'm the coach of the cowboys right and and obviously they won this game and i'm going into the half up 21 zero i'm looking at every player right now and i'm like you're beating tom brady in the fucking playoffs (laughs) stop what you're doing because you are proving to the nfl that the cowboys Deserve to be in the playoffs. You are beating Tom Brady, one of the most prolific, if not the most prolific quarterback in the NFL of all time. You're beating him right now, and that should have and and that's that's the message I'm giving. I don't care about a seven and nine Tampa team. I don't care what they were doing against the uh, bad teams, better teams, whatever teams. You are beating Tom Brady, a Super Bowl quarterback seven time one with this tampa bay bucks team you are beating them so keep the gap keep the foot on the pedal and keep keep going and that's what they did because tom brady and we were doing the live stream and, and if some of you guys were joining us in the fourth quarter we were like you almost oh, right? did it at the end of the third quarter we're like here we go there's tom brady he scored right before the third quarter ended and we were like here we go they were up uh 24 six The Cowboys were up between four, six, but we're like, they have a whole quarter to go and Tom Brady can do it. Tom Brady was able to score another touchdown, but that was it. And, and the Cowboys, man, the Cowboys look good going into this matchup against the, uh, the 49ers. Uh, Dak looked good. He threw what three touchdowns or something like that. He uh, four touchdowns, 305 yards. Dalton Schultz late in late into the season now into the playoffs is looking like a legitimate, legitimate tight end, th- tight end, red zone threat, whatever these guys have got all the stuff going for them right now in the Tampa Bay bucks and, and Brady, you know, Brady, we, we mentioned it on the stream, the respect for, for Brady, because even as he's down 20, 31 to six, he's still coaching his guys. You got to get in here. You got the same fire and passion. I'm sure from when he was playing football in Michigan or his first couple of years with the Patriots, like that same fire was showing in a game that everyone in the stadium and even he knew was over. So mad respect to him. But the uh, uh, other than his receivers, I mean, (laughs) Brady threw it 66 times for 351 yards and he got 10 to Godwin seven of Julio Jones, by the way, (laughs) Mike Evans at six, all over Julio Jones. Yeah. All of them, 70, all of them over 70 yards receiving. He was trying and he put his, put his game out there, man. He put his best out there. So props to that. But the Cowboys are looking like a very legitimate threat going into this game against the 49ers.
1: Yeah, I would, I would agree. I think the, uh, the Cowboys have, Definitely the uh, – Dak looks like he should be the franchise quarterback for the Cowboys. He looked mm-hmm. um, he looked locked in. You know, when you, you just – it could be a sport. It could be cleaning. But whenever you get, like, super locked in, mm-hmm. you're just – you're in that mode where, like, you know you can't lose. And it just – I could see Dak on his – I think it was his second – maybe his third drive before the half ended when they got that another touchdown to end the half, I mm-hmm. was like, man, Dak is really locked in right now. And yeah, it just, I've seen him look just so average that it was kind of like, it was almost surprising. I was like, dude, cause uh, we've seen Dak throw a lot of bad passes, a lot of interceptions like, <clears throat> and Dak just seemed like he was making the right reads, the right throws. Tony Pollard, there's a lot of weapons on that team, and T. Y. Hilton has been a good addition as well. Mm-hmm. And I guess the concern moving forward is okay, Dak had a really good game, but what does that mean for next week? Because Tampa Bay's defense, they're not terrible, but they're not the 49ers. They're not it's not yeah. Nick Bosa. <clears throat> so it's it's a great tune-up game, but they're gonna have their hands full. They're gonna have their hands yeah. full.
0: And if their kicking game was as good as it was tonight it's going to be a rough go for, oh, them, for they're for going to have to get a kicker yeah they really are man B- whatever his name is brett Mayer mar i forget how to say his last name um John had Mayer. a tough time four missed extra 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 points finally got the fifth one <laughs> so it, it's just <laughs> he's having a tough time but do want to get to this comment here by bill anyone hear about the bucks receiver that got carted off is he okay yes yeah. so russell gage from Twitter, what I just saw right now, he was in the hospital being treated for a concussion, possible neck injuries, but he's got movement in all of his limbs, like fingers, toes, all that stuff. He's talking, so he seems to be okay. Scary moment there on the field, obviously, um, in that game. But yeah, he's doing, he's doing well. Um, but yeah, dude, the kicker, the kicking game from the Cowboys. It's going to be rough and against a very very good defense against the 49ers it might be crucial it could be a crucial part of the game next week for the cowboys
1: yeah i think i don't know if you were on or not but i i mentioned i was like okay they're lucky enough where they're in a game with the bucks that it doesn't matter but when if they're gonna go into candlestick and try to win Mm -hmm. every point's gonna matter i mean every single point and I don't know what you do at this point. I mean, are there kickers out there that are just available? I mean, isn't, isn't it like the, isn't your thinking at least like, Hey, if there's kickers available, like the first thing I want to know is like, Mm -hmm. isn't that mean they're they're not good enough to be in a roster? Like why are they available? They're probably available because they're not good enough to be on an active (laughs) roster. And now we're going to bring in one of those. I mean, I feel like it's a really difficult situation. And it seems like every couple of years, there's just this one team Mm -hmm. that like has this brand new kicker problem. Now that we're (laughs) in the playoffs, you know what I mean? It's like, it always
0: happens. It always happens. And it seems to like, I feel like the Cowboys just get screwed. I think Um, Benny
1: Terry had, uh, he was like so good for like 15, 18 years. And then I remember a play, his last playoff, he missed like, three field goals Mm -hmm. and then retired. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I think he was with the Colts too. I think he was with the Colts. Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, (laughs) yeah, it's just, it's unfortunate when you see, because kicking field goals is just so mental. It is Mm -hmm. so mental and it requires so much kind of like, almost like meditation where you got to just like ignore Mm -hmm. all the pressure and just, and then it seemed like every time he kicked it, dude, you didn't see the first three, they were like, you, the double oh. doink looked great compared to these.
0: <laughs> I was so I got like ESPN up with Scott Van Pelt, and I just saw them as we were talking about. I think like oh, okay the Giants game or something like that, and I was Ooh. like, "Wow, they were bad, bad. They were they were not even close." Like you said, they the were double not doink look better.
1: I think you could probably have done a better job than <laughs> what that happened. I'm not even kidding. I could have done it, but I I got a bad leg. But I used to be yeah. able to. To that's at least a take a 30-yarder. These are, what are these, 30? These are 35-yard field goals. Yeah, 35 yards, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, that. that's how every kicker in high school can kick a 35-yard field goal. Maybe Pat McAfee will, will yeah. do that. Wouldn't that be insane? McAfee oh, yeah. joins the, the, the Cowboys for, for a game <laughs> to kick field goals.
0: And then he misses all five, watch. And
1: then misses all five because he's stoned um oh, yeah God. dude i i think the cowboys are are just be happy right if you're a cowboys fan yep. take the dub like sleep you're they're gonna sleep great tonight but
2: mm-hmm.
1: just like don't get too high on it mm-hmm. i would say because and it, it's all for nothing if if it doesn't mean i mean just one more win would be awesome, right? Yeah. Like for the Giants, they're in that zone where like that win in Minneapolis, like nothing else matters. They won their Super Bowl. They they went from being one of the worst teams in the NFL to beating a top-seeded team on the road, and they have a lot of long-term answers figured out. Like they've already won their season. Mm-hmm. But the Cowboys, they've been like in this <clears throat> window, supposedly. They're They've <clears throat> been in this window for it seems like five to six years and a, a, a wild card win is not mm-hmm. satisfying. They at no. least need to make it to the NFC championship game, which they haven't even been to one since they last won the Super Bowl in like 1992. So yeah. you, this is uh, this is just, you know this is just a stop on the way. But the goal is, I mean, to be satisfied, they need to win next week, or it's going to be considered <clears> another <throat> loss of a year. Like, mm-hmm. what did you accomplish this year? You had a pretty good record and then you beat Tampa. Okay. That means not like those are for yeah. years. Like go yeah. to go to San Francisco and beat the 49ers who are 111 straight. And then people exactly. will take you serious. Like, I'm you know, if they if you win that game, there's gonna be people that will pick you to beat the, the conference championship game. So and, and yeah. I
0: was just gonna say, and Steve here, you know, and one of the comps agrees with you, Dak has played well against teams. Under 500, his issue has been against the better teams, especially when it matters. Like you said, if he goes into San Fran next week and gets a dub, now it's like, here we go. These are the seasons that matter. Like you said, the, the, the Cowboys have been in a window for not even six years. It feels like a 15 years they've been yeah. in a window to win. Every Des year it's like, it's like, yeah. Exactly. Tony Romo, Des Bryant, now Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott. It just, it, it seems like their window is like always open, which must be nice almost in a, in a way, but it's always like, it always ends in disappointment, but this year seems going a little different. But again, like Steve said, Dak plays well against these under 500 teams. But When he gets up, when he goes up against these really good teams, like 49ers Eagles, any of these teams, it's just like, Oh shit. How do you play football again? You know what right. I
1: mean? That's where it gets to, dude. Absolutely. So we will see. We're, we're gonna be live streaming all the games next week, and then we have our predictions coming up, where we will predict if the Cowboys will finally, finally get laid, or will it be another handy? Will it be another hand job <laughs> season for the Cowboys? We're. I mean, I'm so glad wants... we're
0: we're continuing that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, you know, nobody who nobody wants that this year. So we'll see if the Cowboys finally get it done but that is all of our wild dude, it was a really good round of round of games great wild yes. card
0: round this wild card round and, and and doing this podcast has has made me like want to watch these games even more before because before it was like i want to watch the big games maybe like the bills the ravens bengals monday night but doing this podcast has made me really appreciate all the other games that go on the vikings giants the the, uh the, the Seahawks 49ers. Like it really makes you appreciate yeah. it a little bit more. Um, So I, I enjoyed every second of it for sure. Very, very good weekend of football. You thought week 18 was good. Wild card weekend said, hold my beer because we're about to make this thing. <laughs> amazing.
1: Yeah. And I, I'm a big divisional round guy. I always say mm. the best footballs in the divisional round. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think we're going to have some good games coming up next week. But absolutely l- let's get into our second segment, which I'm really excited because obviously a lot has changed and a lot has <laughs> happened. So in this segment, we're going to talk about your top five, top five, top five, top five. <laughs>
0: i was like give me the cue give me the cue
1: i was i was i guess i was trying to do it so slow but i also wasn't sure if we were doing the other one or this one first yeah like, yeah no whatever
0: like, it's all good
1: yeah we're gonna get better we're gonna get better, it? it's our first year <clears throat> um okay so we did this obviously the playoff version was a little bit different because mm-hmm. we were doing top five for the for the NFL and then when we got into the postseason we're ranking our playoff teams and some of these teams are not available anymore to choose and some are and some are going up and some are moving down so we are going to do the remaining seeds that are existing the the order that Rick has and we'll we'll put it into another short Rick that was a great short by the way I like that song in the background I was freestyling. thank you thank you I just kept playing it. I, was like, <laughs> I love it. It was so hype. I'm working out to it. It's like, dude, we have like fifty thousand hours of watching. I'm like, that's all me, dude. I'm just. am <laughs> writing a song, uh, but it's a great beat. So go check that out. But yeah, um, yeah. So I'm interested. You went first last time, and yep. I think we should we should keep the keep the order.
0: All right. So there's eight teams remaining in the playoffs. Obviously, we had uh, uh the Chiefs and Eagles, two one seeds on the AFC NFC not play a game this week. So eight more teams remaining, four games next week. Let's start it off. Like you said, I'm gonna go number eight, Giants at number eight. I'm gonna go the Giants at number eight. Uh and I did talk a lot of I was I was I was you know hyping them up, but but you know, if if we're talking, if we're really Ranking these teams, they're they're the number eight team, man. They they really are for me. So I got Giants number eight. Kyle, who do you have
1: a number eight? I have the Giants. Okay. Yep. All right. We so have, we agree. We agree. Yeah, we both agree on that one.
0: All right. Let's move on to number seven, Kyle. Number seven, who you got?
1: I have the Cowboys.
0: Wow! Wow!
1: Wow! I, you have some explaining to do, I think. Um, no, it's just look, I wasn't going to measure mm-hmm. them off of this game, I just didn't feel comfortable doing that. And mm-hmm. uh, when I look at the Cowboys, I see a very inconsistent team where there's some other teams that may have questions, but I feel like <laughs> I kind of got a pretty good idea of who they are. Maybe mm-hmm. they turned a page around week seven, eight, maybe mm-hmm. these are the teams ahead, <coughs> Duval but i i do think like the cowboys are the exact opposite of what you want they mm. were really hot and then they went the other way and now because they beat up on a 45 year old you know tom brady when he mm. has clearly not been himself all year the bucks mm. played a terrible game it's just no, this doesn't. This doesn't do anything for me. There's a lot of really good teams, <laughs> and all you can do is beat who your opponent is. I'm not punishing them, yeah. but there's just other teams that I think are better, and there's there's just quite a few of them. Dak okay, Prescott, I, I what'd you say? Throwing, I just Dak <clears throat> Prescott. He 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 leads the league in interceptions, and he played almost half the season. Like, yeah, that's true. Like, there Mike McCarthy, not a great coach. R- rode the back of Aaron Rodgers for all those years. And now he's going to come out here and be this good. Co- and when everything's going good, it's great. Mm. And that is undeniable when, when things are going great for Cowboys, it is really easy to slip them right back up and just, and, and forget about all of this stuff. They're dysfunctional relationship type stuff. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to remember how I felt when the Cowboys couldn't get a first down against the commanders. one week. Ago. <laughs>
0: So you're probably going to be real mad at me later. My number seven oh my god.
2: Is... Number
1: one, I have <laughs> the boys. <laughs> Jeremy the boys
0: on Sunday night, all night. Uh, I got the Jaguars sitting at number seven. Um, Look, the Jaguars had a great comeback. Trevor Lawrence showed a lot of poison coming back after throwing interceptions, four interceptions in that first quarter. But... Kind of like what we talked about with, with with Kirk Cousins and the defense and him getting blown out some games, him having to come back or just the team having to come back from large deficits. This isn't sustainable. The, the Vikings had a lot of things go their way this season for them to get that uh, uh, NFC North crown and good for them. They had a really good season. They were able to come back from a lot of these things. But for the Jaguars, four interceptions in the first half from Trevor Lawrence, not a sustainable way to kind of – move forward in the playoffs. So they got the win. Duval. Absolutely. Great for them. I'm glad they got a win. First, first playoff win since 2016 for, for uh, the Jaguars. And they're looking promising for the future, but they're going to be my number seven, just because of how they played that first half. Um, and I just think every other team above them is better. I think the Jaguars will be the giants right now, but right now the Jaguars are going to be number, my number seven team. Um, Number six, is yeah. Work. Sorry, I was,
1: I was still absorbing everything you said because. Uh, okay. <clears throat> no, you. I. Those are a lot of good points. You know, hard to argue that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll be able to rebuttal it very, very, very shortly. So but the <laughs> number will be on number six.
0: Number six. So I, I, I think I know who Kyle has, but I'm gonna go with my number six. Kyle's about to get so angry with me. I've got the Bengals at number six. Outside the top five, I'm not mad. Bengals I'm number mad. six. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Um, number six, Bengals at number six. How many games have they won in a row? Do you uh, actually know the number? I don't. I think it's like eight, eight in a row. Uh, I think them and the Bengals have won or them and the Bills have won eight in a row, something like that. Um, but. Bengals number six for me outside the top five. They struggled against the Ravens team with no, barely any offensive weapons. Um, nine in a row. Nine in a row. Okay. Um, the punish Bengals him. and Joe Burrow punish them. Punish them.
1: Uh, nine in a row. Drop them. Ten in a row. <laughs>
0: drop them. Eleven in a row.
1: <laughs> Look yeah, at. Bring them up a little bit. <laughs> you're killing me you're this is hard i'm killing i'm killing bill too he's like what (laughs) no respect the Bengals are so disrespected all they always are
0: they always are you're right and and i'm not going to reason i'm not going to be short of it either because i think they should have played a lot better in this game against the ravens again the ravens defense is good but Joe Burrow should be better, man. He should be better than seventeen points. He should be better than having the defense win the game for better him. Better than
1: Josh Allen, barely. I don't, see, I don't see the Bills in this spot, barely. Josh Allen threw terrible interceptions. That was We didn't see any of that from Joe Burrow. I'd rather my guy have only two hundred yards and three hundred and ten, and he threw three bad picks. And yeah, but you know, I'd rather
0: just... i'd I'd rather have three touchdowns too, knowing. Not too, if you don't re- need them. Uh, he, they needed them. They needed them. They won on a defensive touchdown. How are you gonna tell me they didn't need them?
1: That's won what on i a was saying. Touchdown. They were playing with the lead. I'm convinced if the Ravens scored on that possession, Barely. the Bengals would have scored on their next drive. I'm completely convinced of that. But what happened in the game? It's called playing with the lead. What it happened, the, what your happened game plan. in the game? What happened in the game? They kept their lead and won exactly because of their, their defense because
0: of their defense yeah so Joe so, Burrow is better than this he's what it, wins championships what wins championships in this this day and age the quarterback
1: no no yeah look at the numbers still, still. the numbers don't even the numbers don't even back that up look still. at look how good Kansas City was with Patrick Mahomes when they went in to play Tampa Bay and got completely wrecked by Tampa Bay's defense. The mm-hmm. record-breaking offense that Manning had when he played the Legion of Boom in Seattle, 43 to 8. You can have a great offense, but if you when you go up against a great defense, that's why they say defense wins championships is because your offense is only as good as how great the defense you're playing is. A really the Bengals defense is really underrated. And that's something I don't think people are considering. A lot of it's about Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. It's like, no, no, no. What about their defense, though? Because if their defense can force the, four turnovers in one half, the of the NFL,
0: <clears throat> excuse me, of the NFL has switched over from defense to offense. If you do not have a quarterback and you have a good defense, guess what? You're the Baltimore Ravens, but and they, they are have out a of the play. They do, but did he play? Yeah, yeah. Tyler Huntley played the to me. That's oh, I thought you were happened. talking about the Bengals. No, 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 no. The the Ravens. If you have a good defense and no quarterback, guess what? You are the Ravens. Guess what? You're the 2018 Bears. High hopes, zero offensive uh 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 output. So but you can't be totally
1: like dead. But I, I, I would make sure, an argument you, that Joe Burrow's not Rex Grossman or these other guys you're painting him out.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. What I'm saying is the because he's not these guys, because the NFL is now an offensive-driven league, you got to score more points than this, Joe. Come on, man. You've been in the Super Bowl. And look, what, I, what, what we said, talked about earlier, does he need more than 300 yards? No, but he needs to be able to get these guys down the field in order to give Joe Mixon a touchdown, in order to – be able to throw a touchdown to to Hurst, uh, a 5-yard touchdown or to Hurst. He we know he can make these big big throws to T Higgins, Jamar Chase, but if that's all he's got man and he can't drive his team down the field and you're banking on your defense, that's not a good formula. I think, right? I I and that, that's kind of why I have them at 6. Now I get that's controversial or not 6, but no, yeah, 6. But I I just I've I expected more from them against this ravens team and seventeen so, points wasn't wasn't
1: it so it, it i'm just gonna assume if you have the bills anywhere between one and four that you're predicting the bills destroy the Bengals.
0: who do you have at number six Kyle
1: <laughs> I have the Jaguars <laughs> the Jaguars all right I got the Jaguars at number six and the reason the Jaguars are in front of the Cowboys is because <clears throat> there are certain things that matter a lot and you just said franchise quarterback is really important and i think that and that's why i have the Bengals high but the jaguars <laughs> have i believe hey i can i can't it's killing me um <laughs> he didn't even like text me before we did this to tell me he was gonna uh, do this not. so i gotta absolutely react not. live i can't even cry um <laughs> So the, the the Trevor Lawrence thing, I think Trevor Lawrence gives the Jaguars a chance. Now, this may come off as a very big surprise, mm. but Jacksonville going into Arrowhead next week, I like that matchup. And I'll let you do the math there, but I, I don't think that this is an issue at all. Mm-hmm. And I expect a very good football game. And because of that, and why am I saying that? because of mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence and who he's become and how he's matured. Did he have his worst first half of ever maybe in his mm-hmm. entire life? Yeah, definitely. He was a winner his whole life. I'm sure he's never thrown four interceptions in a half. But uh, he he got the dust off the, the Dan Campbell dust. The chalk is off the, <laughs> the Dan Campbell dust. I don't yeah, I don't think Trevor <laughs> Lawrence has to repeat another half like that and more importantly, mm-hmm. Kansas City's defense ranked 22 in their passing game, the running games, middle of the pack, they don't have a great defense. So I think that there's going to be opportunities for, no, no I'm not talking about that game. I think I, I think that Trevor Lawrence is going to be able to have a better game even next week than he had this mm-hmm. week. And I just like everything I'm seeing from the team right now. Never ever, if you've learned one thing from sports movies, never count out the team that's playing with the emotion. And right now I think Jacksonville – is just playing with a level of emotion that we're not seeing from the other teams.
0: Yeah. And, and like, you we talked about earlier, the the Doug Peterson thing moving on from old stinky fingers, like you like to call them is a good, it's a great story that they're coming into this season, not looking great at first, but winning the the division at the end of it and now winning a playoff game. So six and seven for the Jaguars, six for you, seven for me, not bad. Uh, At number five, Kyle, who do you have number
1: five right now? At number five, I have the Chiefs. Interesting decision.
0: (laughs) But not totally crazy. So obviously they didn't play a game. You can really only go off week 18. The last two games, maybe any news, (laughs) but like that's about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could do a really quick explanation. So the Chiefs. Have Patrick Mahomes, and that means Mm -hmm. the Chiefs are going to be a top five team for the next decade, right? Mm -hmm. So, Chiefs will always be in that range. But what's really going to take the Chiefs from that to one and two? You got to do the things that one and two are doing, like being Mm -hmm. the number one points per game and the number one defense per game. Mm -hmm. There's only one team doing that. That the fact that that recipe is even possible that there could yeah. be a team built of that concoction where they have that. I mean, that it, that it is a recipe for lopsided games. The chiefs don't have it. The chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. So yeah, you're always going to be scared if he touches the ball last or if they get up by a touchdown and you only have 22 seconds, then and the, that's enough time for him to drive down. All of that is valid. And Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the world. And I think he'll go down as the best ever when it's all said and done too early to tell but you got to respect the chiefs tough place to play in arrowhead. But Mm -hmm. I do think the, the chiefs they have weaknesses and Mm -hmm. it's easy to forget about those when you're glamoring over Patrick Mahomes no look, sidearm snake eyes passes, (laughs) but you can't forget that you also have to do the little things. Right. And that's what I'm wondering about the chiefs.
0: Okay. I I like it. And again, you know, like you said, is it are, are the weaknesses being overlooked because of Patrick Mahomes? Can, Matt, can Patrick Mahomes do what he's been doing and just kind of play better than any of those weaknesses? You know, I, I and they haven't played; they didn't play a game in wild cards. So, I like it. It's not like crazy or anything. I don't think it's it's anything out of the out of anybody's ordinary. I think at this point, but my number five is going to be the Bills. You know, we mentioned them earlier. The Bills at number five. They're they're not crazy from the Bengals. They had a rough game against the Dolphins against a third string quarterback, Tyree kill all these guys, Mike McDaniel. Sure. Um, But the bills looked a little rough. You mentioned how uh, Josh Allen had two interceptions, three touchdowns, but he was being a little careless with the ball again. And this is not the time. Like I was saying, this is not the time to be careless with the ball. This is not that mid season, little slump, little skid you had. This is, Win and continue, lose, you're done with the season. And the Bills and Josh Allen, you know, specifically playing a little careless. The defense gave up 31 points to the Dolphins.
1: It's
0: gonna look get a little like, oh shit, what's going on? Right. So that's kind of where I'm at with the Bills at number five.
1: That's that that's totally understandable. I I have the the Bills at number four, so they're they're just one Yeah. They're just one ahead because uh, I have all the same concerns. Like I could literally clip what you just said and just insert it. So Mm -hmm. I won't echo everything, but Mm -hmm. um, I have the same concerns. I just think the bills are capable defensively when they get it together of playing Mm -hmm. better. And when Josh Allen um, is, is really like if he can get that type of locked in that Dak is he's Mm -hmm. unbeatable. So I do like the Bills just as a team. I think Mm -hmm. the Bills are a better team than the Chiefs. Um, Whether if they ever play each other, who would win? just depends Mm -hmm. on who's having a better day. But if I had to take one team right now, Mm -hmm. I would take the Bills. They're at number four.
0: Okay. My number four is going to be the Cowboys. I'm going Cowboys number four.
1: (laughs) I forgot the Cowboys were even in this hunt. Oh, my God.
0: Kyle hates me right now. Now look, what did I say earlier? Kyle is getting up and literally exiting his his residence. He is literally <laughs> Kyle has exited his home, uh has driven away to the east coast. You
1: hear my squeal tire yeah. squealing uh, from the <laughs> is that him?
0: <laughs> what did I say earlier? Halftime. Coach speech. You are beating Tom Brady. You're beating one of the most, the most prolific quarterback in the NFL of all time. You are beating him right now. Yes, he's 45 years old, a seven and nine team, but that doesn't matter, dude. You were on uh, on Tom Brady's fucking nutsack last week. Going Tom Brady in the playoffs. You never know. He might win. This might be a good. You can't turn around and say this isn't a good win for the Cowboys if they beat Tom Brady. He looked win. not good. He did not look good. You're you right? Like Tom Brady mm-hmm. didn't look good. Cowboys looked really good. Cowboys looked really good, scoring 31. What was it? 31, right? 14. Yeah,
1: they, they
0: did what good. They, they were they did what they were supposed to do, man. And look, Cowboys, Cowboy. <laughs> They've done it in the past. They've done it our entire NFL life. <laughs> this might this may or may not be different that's why i have him ranked at number four it it could be a little different uh cowboys fans are loving it jerry jones looks like he's about to get a super bowl before he dies who knows man this this might be a crazy i'm not calling it i'm not calling it i'm just saying it's a possibility
1: honestly at this point you might as well just go for it i mean you've already i feel like you drank the kool-aid and this is so surprising to me because I, I brought up all these hypothetical conversations about what w- do you think they should not get too high on the Cowboys and this whole time it's you. It's you. <laughs> You're the one that I've been hypothetically talking to and I don't but find out
0: hypothetically talking. The Cowboys you, are doing it. The Cowboys the, are doing it. They're proving you wrong.
1: They had a good win. That that's fine. I think the Bengals had a good win. Uh, and they every were team that in won their- in the wild card game, besides the Bills, had a good win.
0: And they were second in the in, in the NFC East this
1: year. Yeah, they were. But what did they look like the last five weeks? And and I mean, what Dog did the Bills shit. look
0: like mid season? And what are they looking like in their first game? They're looking pretty sloppy, I would say. But here we are, right, talking about. How they could possibly still be in the Super Bowl and you have them ranked number four. Well, I, I don't know, you, like you like,
1: you 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 bailed yourself out, you you have an escape because the team they're playing is you haven't listed them yet, so you can always go back and say, I had the other one higher. But <laughs> this is this is no doubt
0: really oh. high.
1: It's so high that I expect almost anything to happen. So my <laughs> next team. This number is my number three. three is the Bengals. I have the uh, Bengals at number three as the only team, in my opinion, that didn't do anything worth like complaining about. I mean mm-hmm. you had your complaints. So you mm-hmm. but you look at the other the <laughs> other games and the Bills. It was like, whoa, what happened to the Bills? The Jags down 27. The mm-hmm. uh the Giants nothing no complaints there right no Mm -hmm. complaints there but yeah um when i look at the i also think don't think the giants have the same ceiling that this is a team that is currently the afc reigning champions they are the king of the afc until somebody removes that whether that would be somebody patrick mahomes if if he's never beaten joe burrow so um I, I have to look at that matchup. It's starting yeah. to matter. It's starting to matter that every time the Bengals and Chiefs play, it's the Bengals that win. There comes a point where it's not a fluke anymore. Joe Burrow is just all he's <coughs> up to the ta- challenge. It's almost like, you know, the Cowboys play underneath mm-hmm. their competition. Mm-hmm. It seems like Joe Burrow always rises above the occasion. And I think he always does whatever is required he goes here so if it's beating the chiefs by three he'll do it and if it's Mm -hmm. beating the ravens by seven he'll do it and you don't like that because you want to see that bigger margin but you look at the all the playoff games that the Bengals have played and all they do is rise above the occasion every week they don't smack anybody they don't like just whoa and i know that's what you want but honestly It's when it happens so for such a pattern, you just get used to it and you get comfortable. You start getting more comfortable with the three point lead in the third quarter if you're a Bengals fan. You're like, Yeah, yeah, this is this is how we win. We we the game is close and then Joe Burrow wins it for us when it matters the most. And the Bengals, their defense underrated. When they played that Tom Brady that you were talking about, they forced him to do four turnovers and one half of football. They got mm-hmm. pretty good special teams. No doubt they have the best receiving core in the NFL. Joe Mixon looked good yeah, and Joe Burrow. This is, uh, in my opinion, this is my best team in the AFC right now.
0: Okay. Okay. I've said my piece about the Bengals, so I won't go into the Bengals. My number three. And you don't
1: agree? No, no, we're not going back.
0: Okay. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> my number three for the top eight in the playoffs are the Eagles. Eagles are my number three. They are the number one seed and they got the buy for a reason. They're the best team in the NFC. What I will say is they're number three and there's still one team left in the NFC. So you do the math here, right? Eagles. They've yet to play a game in the playoffs, but we said it all year long. They are great. They're built like completely. They are a complete team. They just, they, they look good. Now we can only go off what, what the regular season was. And they lost their week 18 against, um, who was it? The commanders. No, they won. Oh, did they win
1: The, the Eagles? Yeah. Yeah. They, they beat the giants to lock up the first seed.
0: Oh, okay, okay. No, they they lost. I, I'm no, 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 no. Sure. That's
1: how they got the one seed. Yeah, they, they already, had to I win. Thought... No. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eat the Cowboys.
0: Yep, yep, yep. That's the one I'm thinking about. That's the one I'm thinking Mm-mm. about. Okay, so yeah, so we can only go off what they said. But I, I'm, you know, number one seed in the NFC. I'm going Eagles number three. Um, I don't really, I, I don't know. Do you have anything for that? I, I feel like you've got them next up.
1: Yeah, I do. <clears throat> Eagles at two. Eagles yep. are, like Jalen Hurts, he's already into the the, the club, okay? Mm-hmm. The guy is a straight-up athlete. He's a physical specimen. He can run the ball for over 100 yards and a half. They can run the ball. They can throw the ball. They can tight end the ball with Goodert, <clears throat> who's literally, it's always been, you had George Kittle and Travis. It's really been Travis Kelsey, and then you got yeah. George Kittle and – Darren Waller maybe and then they're like the rest of the NFL well this year Goodert has jumped himself into those tiers and Mm -hmm. defensively they can play they they're a complete football team all around that can beat you in a multitude of different ways they're an Mm -hmm. extremely dangerous (laughs) team that you can't even really game plan around because whatever you stop they'll do something different you mm-hmm. you know you're going to play the pass we're going to run you're going to stop the run we're going to get the tight end involved like they are very very quick but most importantly Jalen Hurts is just a winner and he mm-hmm. will not overlook any opponent and he's going to play an extremely good football game this week and uh they're going to be playing the giants and uh that's that's a tough one for the yeah. giants that's a tough the- setting
0: and, and bill bill here saying we will fix that they beat our third stringers barely
1: um oh bill, i taking the giants to beat the yeah eagles. yeah
0: there you go see well um,
1: also hertz was uh out for a couple of weeks and i don't think he's at 100 yeah. uh, percent like you we've seen the eagles when they're firing on all cylinders like yeah, yeah we saw they only lost one game with jalen hertz this year like out of a whole year that's a lot of wins
0: yeah <laughs> that no, I agree. Shit. <laughs> that's, a, that's a ton of fucking wins uh my number two is gonna be the chiefs number one in the afc for a reason bye week for a reason and here you are here's see here's the thing here's the thing ready ready you want to talk about the most disrespected team being the Bengals? what about the chiefs the chiefs have been a AF- the dominant afc team for a long time Yes, they lost to the Bengals last year to go to the to, to the Super Bowl, but and dude, this year consistent. Yeah, well, hold on. <laughs> uh, consistently dominant. How, how are you gonna say the Bengals are the most disrespected team when you've got the Chiefs here sitting at number five in your rankings? Because they're the reigning
1: champions. The Bengals are not the Chiefs. And the Bengals played they're the, the Chiefs this year, year and won. Champions.
0: They're the reigning AFC championships. One year. How many times have the Chiefs been in the uh, AFC Championship? Joe Burrow. How many Super Bowls did the Chiefs have? It was Joe Burrow's first year. Second year. Second year.
1: Well, he hurt his knee. He was out the whole year. Second year. Came back and (laughs) took his team to the Super Bowl.
0: I'll tell you right now, more AFCs championships and more Super Bowls in the Bengals. So if you're gonna talk about disrespectful teams, (laughs) (laughs) you want to talk about disrespected teams. The Chiefs have been the most disrespected team by you at least by you in the preseason you're like i don't know the chiefs may not have it but i'm still having them winning the division right what did i say the chiefs have been winning the chiefs haven't lost yet why would i pick the broncos or the chargers or the raiders to win this division why would i pick any afc team over the chiefs right now to beat the chiefs in the a in the afc just because the Bengals are, are 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 uh are defending afc championships I don't care. They just scored 17 points against the Ravens. You're going to tell me that's defending AFC championship worthy right there because the Ravens limped into the playoffs without a starting quarterback. So most disrespected number two chiefs.
1: As a kid that grew up moving around a lot, I, I, one thing was always a thing when you're a young kid is that there's always a bully. And like, when, (laughs) no, like you may be, the biggest there's always the biggest bully like the guy that was held back four years you know like there's always like that one that's like no doubtedly nobody wants to fuck with that guy yeah and that's all cool as long even if he's been the guy for seven years but when some dude comes in on you know whatever military orders some crazy young kid that has traveled around the world and he's way bigger right all of a sudden it doesn't really matter that this kid for the last seven years was the big guy on campus. And it's not disrespectful to say there's a bigger kid on the campus now. And but it's all not I'm saying, facts. It is, as of it's right literally now. literally not. This it's is the one argument facts. you literally can't make because since Joe Burrow has been the starting quarterback for the Bengals after his injury, he's taken his team to the Super Bowl, which included going to Arrowhead and beating the Chiefs. And then he, right then in that moment, was the biggest guy on campus. That's not disrespectful. It's a fact. When Mahomes went home and Joe Burrow had to hop on a flight because he's going to the Super Bowl, that was the moment that he became the bigger guy. That's why the NFL was like, hey, that's a good matchup. Let's do it again in the regular season. They do it again. And guess what? Mahomes goes back to Arrowhead again with a loss, and Joe Burrow won. And now you're like, that's disrespectful to the Chiefs. They've been to the AFC Championship game four times. But has he ever beaten Joe Burrow? He, We have to check that box in order for you to – I could see you saying the Chiefs obviously are good, but how could I be disrespecting a team that's never beaten Joe Burrow? He, he has to do it once, right? How can he so not you, ever do You it? want him
0: to beat a guy he's seen once in the playoffs. You were saying one time in, in the, the playoffs, and the regular season. Okay, regular season for sure. Stakes <clears> aren't <throat> high in the regular season. You, you want me to say, this is like, I feel like you're talking Burrow, Mahomes, like Brady and, 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 and Manning right now. Yes, They've met absolutely. once in the playoffs. They've met once in the playoffs. And you're going to tell me right now he's the biggest guy? Bullshit. One Super Bowl, two AFC championships for uh, Mahomes. One AFC championship, one Super Bowl loss for Burrow right now. So who's really the biggest guy in the room? Not Burrow, just cuz he's defending champions and he's beaten Mahomes once in the playoffs. <clears throat> that is nowhere near what you're trying to make this out to be. This isn't this big thing yet. We got to go for the rest of the decade to see how this matchup actually goes. 1 and 0 is not he can't beat Burrow in the playoffs. No, come on. That's BS. We know that's bullshit, dude. You can't make this into this large thing just because he beats them in the regular season as well. The regular season isn't the playoffs. That's the playoffs when it matters. Sure, in the future, we're going to be talking about all the times that they've played, regular season playoffs, but the biggest guy in the room right now in the AFC is the Chiefs, and you can't convince me otherwise. You really can't.
1: The stats also back up Joe Burrow, too, when you look at the most recent seasons, like – If you look at their completion percentage throughout their career, Joe Burrow's sixty-eight point two percent to Mahomes sixty-six point three. And wait Mahomes how much what what is that again? Uh sixty-eight point two Joe Burrow's yeah. completion percentage to Mahomes sixty six point three. How
0: many more years does Mahomes
1: have on Burrow? You don't think Joe Burrow is gonna continue to get better? You think he's
0: going to die? Well, we're talking about stats right now, right? How many more years? How many more completions? How many more touchdowns? How many more playoffs? How many more? Everything does. That's Mahomes why have I have over to, That's
1: why I could only use that stat is because he's he's been in the league longer. It wouldn't be fair.
0: Well, you can't bring up any stats in 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 favor of Joe Burrow and be like he's better than Mahomes. Mahomes has been in the league two more years, two full seasons longer than Burrow,
1: and has. So, in your opinion. If if Joe Burrow and Mahomes played again, I'm just going off of your philosophy. Joe Burrow could beat yeah. Mahomes again in the AFC Championship game, and it doesn't matter to you.
0: No, I'm not saying it doesn't matter. I'm saying we have to look at this
1: over a period of time. That's like like it's it's honestly. But why we don't do that with sports? Dallas just beat Tampa, and you threw him to four. We 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 just. What were we
0: talking they, about? Tom Brady going into this matchup against the Cowboys. He is undefeated against the Cowboys <clears throat> going into this game. You even said to yourself, oh shit, Tom Brady in the playoffs, undefeated against the Cowboys. I took, I, I think I took the Cowboys because I thought they were the better team, but that's a storyline that is over time. You don't go into this game and go, Tom Brady is one and zero against the Cowboys. Oh shit. That's it. It's over.
1: But he's not you know just one and no. he's three. and zero.
0: Two of those being in the regular season, one, one and zero being against in, in the, in the, in the playoffs. Right. Yeah, on the
1: road in Arrowhead. That matters. That you can you can't no, just it say does. it doesn't it, does. count. it wasn't not, even I'm, in Cincinnati.
0: But I, what I'm saying is you gotta give it time, man. You can't just go into into this game and be like Mahomes or or Burrow has Mahomes' number. You can't just three and oh, it's three games. It's not Two just of them being me a thinks season. that.
1: I feel like collectively, a lot of people know that it's like his kryptonite at this point. <laughs> Everybody has one, and that's okay. Sure. Mahomes beats a Absolutely. lot of people. Absolutely. And then when he plays Joe Burrow, it, it just doesn't, it hasn't happened yet. We haven't you, seen it. We got to see right. it at least one I time, just, I think.
0: I just don't feel like this is a bigger thing than what it is. It's been three games, and yes, one of them wasn't an arrowhead in the AFC championship. But it's been three games. It's been one playoff game.
1: Let's get the only quarterback that has been right here. It says Burroughs, the only quarterback drafted since 2017 with a 500 or better record against Mahomes among 17 quarterbacks to face him, fitting the criteria. He's two and oh at the time of this article and become the first quarterback to be to beat Mahomes three straight times. And then he did. So, All facts. it's All not – it, it. Joe Burrow also is in on different territory as the other guys in the league, too. Like, he's doing things that other guys haven't mm-hmm. done. And I just – the fact that he was – they weren't even on the list of favorites to go to the Super Bowl. They were, like, the eighth team. They were, like, with Tampa Bay. And mm. I just – I don't know. The Chiefs – I don't think the Chiefs were – Disrespected us. They were. They were still right now. Like the odds are, they're like the second favorite team to to go to the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, I just, I just feel like it's we don't crown the Bengals yet. They've had one good postseason, one good postseason. <clears> the Bengals, <throat> the, the the Chiefs have had four of them. I'll adjust
1: it when appropriate. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> so I'm like, look,
0: the facts are the facts. You're right. The facts are the facts. Joe Burrow three and Mahomes want to know in the playoffs when it mattered but the chiefs right now are not the young the, the the smaller guy dude they're they're the they are the what the bengals want to be in in the next 3 years right they want to be yeah. going to the AFC championship they want to host it they want to win a super bowl i just feel like with joe burrow this this whole like he's 3 and 0 i i just feel like it's 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 we're we're negating everything patrick mahomes did pre joe burrow you know it's like it's like the BC and the AAD, like before Christ and the AD is like as everything that Mahomes did, BJ before Joe, like <laughs> before <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> so like, do we not really look at that, or is it like the, uh, after Joe AJ is when we count it? You know what I mean? I just don't like that we're negating that, and I'm not saying you are. I just feel like that's the, the chief, that's the the chiefs, overall thought.
1: If the Chiefs get an opportunity to play the Bengals and win. <laughs> I'll take a step towards you, but if it's hard to beat people twice in a row, and then he did it three times in a row, four times in a row is like, can, we, we could agree if, if the Bengals beat the chiefs in an AFC championship game, that there's like a, a legitimate pattern there
0: in the playoffs two and zero, I guess we can take, I will take a step forward to your side. How about we 2-0. do that? How about yeah. we do that? We take a step forward. Yo, bro, first two
1: years starting a full season. And he goes to two straight Super Bowls. That's what Mahomes did Mm -hmm. until Joe Burrow got there. At that point, right? Now we're and we're able to say that
0: we're able to say that now, right? Like after four years, like four AFC championships, a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl loss, but two Super Bowl appearances, right? So
1: but so you, you think it is kind of like a fluke a little bit? Because I'm like, why wouldn't that happen? They're the reigning champions. Why would I not take the Bengals to go back? I'm
0: not saying it's a fluke. I'm saying he's had one full year as a starter, one full playoff. This isn't a fluke, man, but it's been one year. He's in the playoffs now, and he's looking really good. It's not a fluke. I'm just saying give it some time.
1: (laughs) I get that. I get that. You're like, pay your respect where it's due. Pay your respect yeah, where it's that's due right. And, I, that's and I'm right. like, there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're like, there's a new Peyton in town. All right. That that number two. That number two got dicey. Number one, 49ers. We both have it. We both have the 49ers. I'm so
1: glad you came along, man. I honestly, when you said <laughs> number two, Chiefs, and I was smiling, it was because I knew your number one had to be the Niners and Wow. That's a big jump. At least
0: we agree one. on
1: number one and number eight. <laughs> I You were really close on all of them. Like I got Jags one spot, but you have, you know, like Bill's one spot above me. Yeah. Like there are yeah. a lot of really close similarities, but I feel like you're right. This is one that we can agree at this yeah. point. They're, they're winning. Their average margin of win is 20 points. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's crazy. That's three possessions. So they don't, the 49ers don't play close games. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be nice to see how Brock Purdy handles a close game. And then when his defense finally had a bad day at the office, we saw in, in Las Vegas mm-hmm. and uh, with uh, the Raiders. And I we all liked what we saw. Purdy went back and forth
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and won the game. So I trust the guy to to win in close games. I don't know if he'll be in one. Mm -hmm. uh this week but um yeah what's there not to like no exactly we could talk about the things we like a shorter conversation is what is there not to like
0: very little i think i mean the first half was probably a little scary brock Purdy wasn't making great throws but then he then he improved you know and and that's really the only thing not to like is that that's kind of it his first playoff game start off a little dicey unproven in the playoffs but he's got a really good win against the seattle seahawks which isn't necessarily like almost like a measuring stick game like you've said but it's a playoff win under his belt already six and oh under him 11 wins in a row it's it's there's like you said we could we could go on for as long as we did on the number two chiefs uh on how much we like the 49ers it's it's a pretty simple number one i think they blew out the seattle seahawks they they like I said, one eleven 11 in a row, they are coming into these playoffs hot.
1: Absolutely. So that was our <clears throat> top teams in the NFL. Let us know if you agree with them. If you don't, let us know where you rank the Bengals and Chiefs. And then our <laughs> next
0: <laughs> – And KC, Casey, KC here in the chat <laughs> saying, thank goodness we'll decide who's, who's best this year in the playoffs. And Rick is right. Over the next few years, we'll have a better comparison between all the QBs and team so i wanted to highlight that comment because he said rick is right his um.
1: name is kc <laughs> who did you think he was going to go for <laughs> he
0: the knows about the disrespect he knows about <laughs> the disrespect real quick uh, just want to give a yeah. hello to yeti dub what's up yeti dub appreciate you having on dude? the stream um but yes Kyle what do we got next
1: all right so next we're going to do our top 5 Players of the Wildcard run. and
0: we're so, going to try to get through this a little quick because we are almost at two hours here on the stream.
1: Yeah, I could be, I can be really quick. You want me to just run through mine and then you hit yours?
0: Yeah, let's do that.
1: All right. So number one, Brock Purdy. Yep, young guy, first playoff game, broke like five records, won by twenty points or whatever it was. Really mm-hmm. impressed with his performance because we didn't know what we were going to get. And he just continued his dominance into the postseason. And I think he was the clear number one. Number two, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones made uh, leaps and bounds of improvement in the last four weeks. And to maybe see more of the same would be expected on a good note. But we saw something different. We saw something we didn't expect. We saw him play his best game maybe of his career in the most important moment of his Mm -hmm. entire life. And because of that, Daniel Jones gets the number two spot. Number three, Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Trevor Lawrence's ability to come back from 27 to zero, not lose confidence, not forget (laughs) who he is and go out there and have one of the greatest halves of football I've ever seen. Trevor Lawrence definitely has got some thick skin to do that. Number four, Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott. He didn't make mistakes. He was locked in. (laughs) He, Threw the ball to his receivers. When mm-hmm. the rush came, he got rid of the ball. He put it in the right spot. He didn't turn the ball over. He ran. He took shots. He wanted it. And he was the clear leader for the Cowboys. And the he gets that number four spot for that. Number five, Mike McDaniel.
2: Ooh. Mike McDaniel.
1: Mike McDaniel, in very unfavorable conditions, uh, I think DraftKings had it as a 13-point underdog which is about as big as it can get in a playoff game, goes into Buffalo and gets the defense to throw them off. The defense was really good. Um, Simple plays. One thing that you can't say is that Miami shouldn't have been there. And honestly, the only thing after that game that was left to say was Buffalo would have been eliminated if Tua played. So because of that, Mike McDaniel gets that fifth spot. I love it.
0: I love it. I'm going to go five to one. So I'm going to start off with my number five and after sh- such a shitty showing of kicking we saw in this Monday night football game my number five is going to go to Robbie Gold of the San Francisco 49ers four for four on field goals. three for three on extra points. He's a Bears fan. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's true. He's been in the league far too long. He is just still doing it. He's still a hundred percent you can move the extra point five more yards. He'll still nail that motherfucker. So he is my number five best performance of uh the wild card week. My number four is going to go, and I know we said players, but I, I gotta give it to an entire defense, the Jags defense. Three total points allowed in the second half against the Chargers. Hard to do that against a good Chargers team but they were able to do it and a big reason why not only did they win their week 18 matchup against the Titans to secure up that AFC South, but to win their first uh, uh, playoff game in almost seven years. So big ups to Jags defense uh, for three points allowed in the second half. That's a good one. Yeah. My number three is going to go to TJ Hawkinson for being the only bright spot, I think for that Vikings team uh, against the Giants. 10 receptions, 129 yards. The mid the the trade deadline pickup by the Vikings from the uh the Lions, you know, in 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 the own division, an in division trade. I was like, what the hell? He turned out to be a really, really awesome weapon for uh for Kirk. Very reliable too. And I mean, you see what he did in the playoffs, 10 receptions, 129 yards. Unfortunately, he was the uh on the receiving end of that terrible pass to end the Vikings season this year, but he had a re- he averaged over ten yards per reception, um, so he did really well. Yeah, my number. Sorry, go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say he's gonna. It's gonna be a lot of fun to see these. You know, I think in hindsight next year it'll almost be disappointing that he left the, the Lions.
0: Yeah, it I, it might it might turn out that way because I I don't know how many more years he has left. I wonder if it was just maybe like a rental type of thing where it's like he's yeah got he's got
1: one more year. Okay, so
0: he's got one more year with the Vikes. We'll see how that turns out uh, next year. My number two is going to be Gabe Davis from the Buffalo Bills. Six receptions, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Beautiful touchdown catch, by the way. Tippy-toed after that basket catch uh, from Josh Allen. And then my number one uh, uh, performance player of this wildcard weekend is going to be Christian McCaffrey, 15 carries, 119 yards and a receiving touchdown. Brock Purdy did really well and he's going to take most of the spotlight, but I think McCaffrey definitely should be on the edge of that spotlight with what he did in this game and what he's been doing for the, for the 49ers. But especially in this game, he just, you can't go wrong with any of the weapons here for the 49ers. (laughs) So yeah, I can't believe that one.
1: they acquired him with a couple third-day draft picks. It just doesn't make sense. Right? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: all right. I will not let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle,
0: and uh, the people have been waiting and I have been oh. waiting pretty patiently <laughs> uh for my punishment for the uh the record keeping that we've had all season. The overall record, I will say, just before we get into this, our overall record was 110 and 44. So on games we agreed, we were 110 and 44. Not bad, over 50, almost 60 percent there. But when it came down to it, it came down to week 18. Like a lot of games in week 18 in the NFL this season, our record came down to week 18. Kyle edged me out, hot, uh, yes. 40 to 39, not- <laughs> and I was 39 and 40. You beat me by one game, everybody. So we had a good a really good good competition but uh Kyle edged me out 40 to 39 <laughs> Kyle over to you
1: All right so a couple days ago the NFL released the opponents we don't have a schedule but we know who we're going to play so the Broncos are going to play the Bears next week NFC North plays AFC West Rick this is there's part 1 and part 2 of your punishment this part You're not gonna come on, come on. (laughs) Part one: You're gonna have to wear Broncos gears for the Broncos Bears game. (laughs) I can't even wear a hat. No hat, nothing. Bears, and if you're streaming the game, you can't have any bear stuff behind you. No bears flags. You got to turn the camera. You can have. You can have uh, the the hockey in the baseball I can do that no affiliation with the chicago bears at all you have this to be like guy. the the owner of the the miami dolphins when he wasn't allowed to even be on the premise <laughs> for talking to tom brady that's this, how this game has to be
0: this is what i get for putting the chiefs at number two now i know now i know
1: and uh <laughs> this one you're gonna not like more next oh, year God. Next year, I got a feeling for both of the Packers Bears games. It's Mm. on its way. You will be on camera live streaming the game wearing this. Fuck you, dude. (laughs) (laughs) And that is the naughty. Naughty, naughty, Come naughty, on, naughty punishment. We no. called it a punishment. It's only fun if we, oh deliver. My God. we have to deliver. You don't have to kill anybody, but that's what I meant when you <laughs> gotta kill your own ego. Because you're gonna everything <sighs> in you is gonna repulse that. Okay. And, and uh yeah, we can't wait to watch, man. We're excited. I,
0: I can wait. Um, <laughs> so no bears in the stream, no bears on my body while I'm watching the Broncos game.
1: No bears in your body, besides your bear ass. <laughs>
0: that's hot for the bra Bron- for the packers game if i'm wearing that sweater, can i at least wear the hat can i wear a shirt underneath like it's not showing only
1: like- if you wear the hat backwards so only you know you're wearing the bear hat <laughs> oh, i will God. you i will let you let yourself know but you can't let the public know <laughs> <laughs> this
0: is they- awesome. bill's laughing <laughs> in case he's saying all for a one game difference
1: <laughs> hey next year i might be the one getting a punishment who knows you know
0: oh you're gonna get punished big boy um <laughs> oh, count yeah. just just leave yeah. it to a fucking green bay or wisconsin you know native
1: this is a perfect perfect year to for this. fuck with me like that i god damn it get Broncos and and now
0: I'm watching sports and I got Mike McCarthy's fucking face right there the Super Bowl winner for the (laughs) the Packers with Aaron Rodgers later oh my god well you guys heard it I'm (laughs) probably not gonna be on this podcast next year
1: so uh, (laughs)
0: there you go there's my uh
1: no he'll be back trying to trying to edge me out next year (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna pick what the experts pick yeah you're just be gonna be so like super
1: serious no stealers Funny. <laughs> and no the steelers, steelers, steelers will actually win the north next year yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh casey's saying revenge is a is uh is best served cold oh my god he's doing it he's definitely doing it cold <sighs> all right Kyle, well, you 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 bent me over and you fucked me, so that's
1: cool. Um <laughs> I can sleep now. <laughs> I can sleep now. This
0: is what I get for picking the cheese at number 2. Anyway, <laughs> yeah,
1: um, things would have been a lot smoother if you would have just <laughs> gone with the bangles. <laughs> well,
0: thank you guys for joining us on this episode, another 2-hour episode for you guys. Hopefully you guys enjoyed all the content. Hopefully you guys were with us during the stream of the Monday night football end of the super wild card weekend um but we hope you guys enjoyed it as always you can find me at and now rick on twitter kyle where are you gonna find you you can
1: find me at F T B L O N L Y podcast all caps and yeah follow and i'll follow back since mm-hmm. this 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 crew i'll follow back when we get bigger, I may not I might not put that out there. <laughs> yeah.
0: I may I may not do this. I don't want um,
1: to follow a hundred thousand people. Like, who are no you? No
0: promises. We're gonna make sure to put a little little asterisk in the bottom. May not actually follow. That would be um, hilarious. <laughs> that, that would
1: because you're just like brutally honest for no reason, like things you don't need <laughs> to say. <laughs> not even
0: brutally honest, you're just being brutal. Um, and you could follow the star six media page on Twitter at underscore star six media. And you can follow us at Star Six Media on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitch, and Facebook. And catch all of our other shows like EAFP, Big League Chicago, JCA Sports, Three Up, Three Down, Sports Strip Live, and Slot Shot Hockey Podcast. So definitely follow us. And uh, we will see you guys next time. Bill, appreciate the compliments. Y'all are the best. I appreciate that. Casey, It's also been a pleasure on our end, my friend. Appreciate that. So thank you guys for tuning in and subscribe, like, and share this podcast and the live streams with all your friends. Let us know how we're doing by rating us on any of the Apple or Spotify or any other Google, whatever you listen to this podcast on. So make sure to rate us. Kyle, you got any last words before we skedaddle up out of here?
1: That's all I got, man.
0: All righty. Well. From Kyle and I, see ya. See-